Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the 1963 Grey Cup. This is Hugh McPherson, along with Bob Moyer, speaking to you from a sun-drenched Empire Stadium, where this afternoon the Hamilton Ticats, making their sixth appearance in the last seven years in a Grey Cup final, will meet the Western representatives of the B.C. Lions, who are getting a taste of it for the first time. The weather has been more than kind, and it's hard to remember a day better suited for the Grey Cup final. It's perfect. There's very little wind, the temperature's in the low 40s, and the sun is out in all its glory. A pretty fair change, Bob Moyer, from last Tuesday. It certainly is, Stu, and we'll be seeing a little later on in the program just what it was like here at Empire Stadium last Tuesday before they began work on the field that cost approximately $14,000 to the Pacific National Exhibition so they could get this field into shape. We have a lot of ceremonies coming up here in the 40 minutes prior to game time, with the teams still working on the field. The Hamilton Tiger Cats trying their place kicking from one end of the field, the British Columbia Lions working on their pass attack and making sure the linemen are in shape at the other. One thing this Grey Cup has provided is some of the comics of the two good lines. Uh, in the nightclub the other night where the Grey Cup pageant was in progress, the MC said that they were going to rename Empire Stadium Empire Marina. And he said at that time it was the only football field in Canada that there was a possibility of getting a good rice crop out of it. But Dave Dauphiny and his crew have done an unbelievable job in getting this field back into pretty fair shape. It's still soft in spots, but uh, you'll be seeing a film shortly that shows you what it was like last Tuesday and Wednesday, and it is hard to believe indeed that they were able to do the job that they have accomplished. They've worked night and day, literally. As Bob mentioned, it was not a cheap operation because it was most costly, but nothing was spared. And the commissioner, Mr. Halder, said this morning that uh, he never thought that the ground crew could get the field in the shape it's in. Bob, you've got a few highlights on the possible changes, if any, in the starting lineup. Well, there are no big changes in the starting lineup for these clubs. The only three players who are not dressing for the Hamilton Tiger Cats are Easterly, Riopel, and Minahane. For the BC Lions, Moline, Schwartzberger, and Barnes are the players who will not be dressing this afternoon. This means that both clubs will be going with their strongest lineup. And the men who have been doing the big job for the clubs all season will be in there this afternoon trying to win the Grey Cup. For most of these players, it will be a first Grey Cup victory because the Hamilton Tiger Cats did not have too many uh, players winning Grey Cup games. Bernie Filoni, their quarterback, is one who has won Grey Cups for two cities. And before uh, the British Columbia Lions, only one player has played in a Grey Cup game before. Walt Bullocky, number 44, right in the center of the picture at the present time. And Vancouver columnist, I thought, summed up today's excitement here pretty aptly this morning in the province. And he said that Vancouver is going through an extreme emotional experience. He said that the Grey Cup being here with the BC Lions being participants brought uh, about the elimination of 10 years of frustration and despair and hope and squabbling and even an investigation along the line. And that they thought that it is the only poetic justice that come along about 4 o'clock this afternoon that the Lions would be able to repay their loyal fans who have turned out in thousands each and every year. There's been quite a bit of humor in the Grey Cup this year. The hostelry where the Hamilton Tide Cats checked into were greeted by a huge sign that can be seen the length of Georgia Street when they moved into the hotel. It said, the Tide Cats are staying with us. We'll do the best for the Lions. And last night I noticed the sign had changed. It said, Tight cats are sleeping with us, but we love the Lions. So there you are. There on the field is Bernie Filoni and John Barrow and Ralph Sergio. No doubt waiting for the officials to arrive to talk over the tossing of the coin. Incidentally, we know that the BC Lions won the toss 
which was performed yesterday, but they haven't made up their minds. The telecast of this great cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tide Caps is coming to you from Vancouver. One interesting fact about the Grey Cup game and the appearance of the Hamilton Tiger Cats is the fact that the Hamilton team has appeared in the Grey Cup game 14 times. They have won seven times and lost seven times. But there is an interesting fact about the Hamilton Tiger Cats appearing in a Grey Cup game on November the 30th. They have appeared in three games on November the 30th in the past. Today marks the fourth occasion. And on all three occasions previously, the Tiger Cats have whipped their opposition soundly. The last time, back in 1957, when the Hamilton Tiger Cats defeated the Winnipeg Blue Bombers by a score of 32 to 7. are just now leaving the field. They took uh, quite a bit extra time in their preliminary calisthenics. And of course, the crowd, which is uh, nowhere near capacity as yet, gave them a very rousing and encouraging send-off as they left the field. Now, coming on to the field at the 55-yard line are the co-captains of the BC Lions, Joe Cap and Norm Fieldgate. We're down there talking with John Barrow and Bernie Filoni. A lot of talent down in that 55-yard line, Bob. There certainly is, and that talent is now going to make the decision with referee flight lieutenant Ray Boucher and the senior umpire Bill Nairn as to who is going to do what in the, the first play of the Grey Cup game 1963. Well, perhaps we can get a shot of them on the 55-yard line. They're all gathered together there, the head referee and the number two man, talking to the two co-captains. And, of course, the inevitable posing for the photographers. One more, please. Empire Stadium is beginning to fill in quite rapidly, although there are an awful lot of vacant spots yet, but it will not take long before it is packed to capacity, and it will be a very noisy and encouraging crowd as far as the BC Lions Club are concerned. Traffic coming in, you can see over the top of the south end of Empire Stadium, streams of traffic. They had lots of problems here last night with traffic down in around the central area of the city, in front of the Vancouver Hotel across from Georgia. Lots of excitement, and the... Uh, Shades of Southern State there for a while <laughs> with the dogs on the loose. But uh, that's certainly one way of quieting things down. Here's the coin tossing ceremony. Ray Boucher is the one on the right as you look at the screen. Joe Nairn is the left. Is Joe Cap on your immediate left on your screen, flanked by Norm Fieldgate. Bernie Filoni, of course on the right, and she is standing next side to John Farrell. There are the cordialities, just before they go out and knock each other's brains out. Here's the result, Bob. The British Columbia Lions have won the toss. They get the decision. The British Columbia Lions will receive to start this football game The Hamilton Tiger Cats picking off. Well, that was more or less to be expected, was it not? The Lions, certainly both clubs for that matter, were very anxious in view of the perfect conditions here in Vancouver today to get their hands on that ball as soon as possible. A lot of people are forecasting, uh, it's interesting to note, the wrong press roll. Uh, 
Hamilton are pretty firm favorites, and they're also forecasting a high-scoring game. Experts all across the country have been polled for this game, and most of the scores range around the total 40-point mark. They're expecting these teams to score at least 40 points. Some predictions have ranged up around 75 and 80. This would be high scoring for a Grey Cup game, but of course in 1958, the classic of them all was played here at Empire Stadium when the Winnipeg Blue Bombers defeated the Hamilton Tiger Cats by a score of 35 to 28 in what is the highest scoring game in the Grey Cup. As you can see, a lot of work has been done here at Empire Stadium to get the field and the track around the field in good shape. On the track, they have laid down $4,000 worth of plywood. Anyone building a home would undoubtedly like to see quite a bit of that around. But $4,000 worth of plywood stuck down on the track so that they would be able to manipulate here at Empire Stadium throughout this afternoon. Well, they're starting to crowd in, and the field is really first class. Now, we're going to show you some comparisons. There you see the field as it is today on Great Cup Day, November the 30th, after three days of sunshine. And getting ready to come on at the top of the Empire Stadium are the various participants in the pregame ceremonies and also those who will be taking part in a halftime extravaganza, which we will be bringing to you in its entirety. And Don Whitman will be describing it for you. And that, of course, will be chiefly featuring Dal Richards and his very excellent BC Lions band. Incidentally, uh, they have a little advantage here over musicians across the country, Bob. Last night, of course, they had the Miss Grey Cup pageant, which was held at the Commodore Ballroom here in Vancouver. It was a rather formal affair last night. As a matter of fact, it's the first time that this affair has gone so formal. And as you can see by all the pomp and ceremony, everyone seemed to be having an excellent time. The highlight of the evening was the selection of Miss Grey Cup, and we'll be seeing her in just a few moments. But people from all over Canada gathered last night to watch these beauties parade. And makeup time, of course, is very important to all of these girls so that they can put on their best appearance for everyone. This is the final in a week of judging, which has seen the girls appear at various ceremonies throughout Great Cup Week. They've been an extremely busy bunch. And as the girls start to parade for the audience at the Commodore here in Vancouver last night, a lot of applause for a lot of pretty girls from all across Canada. These girls certainly enjoyed themselves throughout the week, most of them in an affair of this type for the first time, of course. When the announcement of the winner comes, the look of surprise on her face is gratifying. A jammed crowd at the Commodore last night, 
And they had a lot of entertainment to watch, and the girls paraded in their evening gowns and, of course, in their official uniforms of their respective clubs. Then the big moment. The crowning of the Queen, and she looked so surprised. The Queen, Miss Edmonton Eskimo, Miss Daylene Henderson, a 19-year-old from the city of Edmonton, crowned by Miss Canada, Miss Carol Ann Bomber. This uh, particular great cup this year has been one of the best as far as the TV, press, and radio boys have been concerned because heading the two respective clubs have been two very intelligent young coaches who have not shirked from the imposition of an interview and they've helped the press along with a lot of very uh, commendable comments. There are the girls who took part in the Miss Great Cup uh, contest going to their seats. Young lady with the white chest, of course, you have to guess not very long, is young lady from Calgary. Some of the more famous quotes that have been said in Grey Cups is appearing in one of the Vancouver papers. In 1962, of course, the most recent, Jim Trimble said, we'll waffle them. The score was Winnipeg 28, Hamilton 27. In 1956, Doug T. Head Walker of Montreal said, I think we have a better offense than the Eskimos, and we are sure to score a lot of points. The Eskimos scored 50, and Montreal scored 27. That makes Anderson, of course, with the hearing two moments later smile. 1955, Head Walker learned his lesson and uh, hadn't learned his lesson. He wasn't talking, but one of his players, Warren Sheridan, said the Yellowettes could have beaten the Eskimos nine times out of ten last year. The Eskimos made him eat his words. Edmonton 34, Montreal 19. In 1954, things were never so quiet. Both coaches were quietly confident of victory, but it didn't rub off on the Owls. Chuck Hunziger, of course, famous fumble, gave the Edmonton club a 26-25 win. Now, there is a shot of the B.C. band, conducted by Dal Richard. They will be bringing in the uh, participants, and this is always one of the more exciting moments, Bob. It certainly is. This band is a band that has been around in Vancouver for quite some time. They've officially dubbed it the Canadian Football League Band for this Grey Cup game, but as the people in Vancouver have known since 1954, this is one of the most entertaining groups in the business. This group has been entertaining at the BC Games officially since 1956. And the jackets they're wearing are bright red, uh, orange, and black. With those boaters, it's a very fitting effect, believe me. As a matter of fact, they have a special tartan put together uh, that uh, they call it a tartan. They say that maybe some of these plans overseas would argue, but this is a tartan. We get an argument from some fat people I know. The telecast of this great cup game between the B.C. Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. So there are the trains of the first music of the afternoon. Dal Richards and the B.C. Lions, of course, uh, are playing the familiar down the field. And, uh, of course, they're going to include, you've got to be a football hero, no Saturday afternoon or great cup or any game for that matter would be complete. So let's listen to the band for a moment.
Leos, they call them, Stu. And the original little Leo was Canada's outstanding swimmer, Mary Stewart, who outgrew her role and, of course, has now been replaced. She's followed by the BC Lions cheerleaders carrying their extremely colorful pom-poms. several times since we started here this afternoon. This is not the way it was earlier in the week. The field at Empire Stadium was a quagmire. There's no doubt about that. And as we take a look, as Slim Delbridge, the president of the BC Lions, Dave Strand, the coach of the club, and several other officials take a look at the field, we find that they're walking in nothing but mire. And uh, it's very easy to lose your rubber in here, as Dave Daphne, the general manager of the stadium, finds out. But this was the condition on Tuesday. Then by Wednesday, they had the tarpaulin laid all over the field, and they had it laid on top of much of the plywood that is now bordering the track area. They put the blowers underneath. These blowers are very expensive. There were 60 of them. It cost a lot of money to operate, said Dave Daphne this morning, and the people who said that it cost them about eight or nine thousand dollars to get this field dried out. Dave's trying crawling underneath the tarpaulin after taking a look at the field. I found it rather hard to believe this morning how good the field was. They're laughing. Maybe a funny matter to look at now, but this is Vancouver as we see it on the Chamber of Commerce postcards. This is Vancouver of the last three days. Bright, sunshiny Vancouver. And the people here have certainly been enjoying themselves. That's the sort of weather they should have here all the time, Bob. What we've enjoyed for the last few days. Summer activities. Fishing. Here's a fair tip. One of our Eastern Broadcasting colleagues thought it was a shark. quite as sharp, but it looks like one of those they had on the seafood luncheon here in Vancouver yesterday. One of the big affairs of the week. Tennis in Vancouver at this time of the year. A lot of activities going on during breakup week. And of course, the Kenley Football Awards. Russ Jackson winning the Outstanding Player Award and also the Outstanding Canadian. This is the trophy. Tom Brown of the British Columbia Lions, the first trophy winner in the history of the Lions, named the Outstanding Lineman. The arrival of the fans, and this is when Vancouver began to spruce up. It took place on Thursday afternoon when the first big contingent of fans arrived, mainly from Winnipeg and Calgary. However, there were a lot of people who came in from eastern Canada, particularly Hamilton, the home of the Tiger Cats. Friday morning, it's fairly quiet, Bob, here compared to other Grey Cups, but the arrival of the Calgary contingent always seems to touch off the fireworks. The BC cheerleaders were prominent everywhere. They made appearances all over the city. 
And several pieces of the Canadian Football League band were broken up, and uh, they were spread them into various parts of the city so that everyone could enjoy the entertainment. Calgary didn't make it, but their fans did, as that sign indicates. Most of those fans here at Empire Stadium right now, and of course, there were celebrities arriving everywhere. The fans from the east included a lot of colorful get-ups and also Miss Canada. No breakup festival would be complete without those pretty girls. Well, the latest weather report, it's just tailor-made. It's 41 degrees at the moment. It's going to rise to at least 45 degrees. The humidity is high, 90%. The wind is practically negligible. And it's going to be sunny all day. And uh, that's about the best news that anyone connected with a great cup could have, Bob. Is, Can you, uh, dance this I know the name of the song. That's the end of my education. You notice the smile that comes over at people like Brad Keane and Bill Good when you mention that weather. Typical Vancouver day, they tell you. But we apologize, uh, Brad, who you'll be hearing shortly from. We apologize for our remarks throughout the season because every season, every case we came here, it was raining. But today, it's perfect. And I can't, still can't uh, help but keep on praising the people who have something to do with that field because it is is absolutely perfect condition. Empire Stadium is starting to fill in now, and uh, in practically no time, of course, every available seat will have gone. Just who will be doing the play-by-play -play here at this afternoon at Empire Stadium for this game between the BC Lions and the Tiger Cats. Brad Keane will be doing the play-by-play. -play. Stuart McPherson and Frankie Anderson, the former Edmonton Eskimo football great, will be pulling in with the color commentary. Great hand for the BC Lions cheerleaders as they do their Radio City Music Hall rocket routine. going to be much doubt, Bob, uh, who the majority of people here will be cheering for, that is, the people who are in the stands. Uh, the BC Lions, in addition to being some of the most loyal fans in the country, are certainly not the quietest, either. They certainly aren't, and uh, as the sound rolls out from under these covered stands at Empire Stadium, and this, of course, has been a question as to why they covered these stands out here. Most people say it's to stay out of the hot sun, but as the sound rolls out from underneath these covered stands, it seems to uh, completely deafen the players down on the field. An interesting thing about the Grey Cup Finals that have been held in Vancouver, and this is by far the best day for a Grey Cup day in Vancouver, is the fact that they've had different teams out here on each occasion. The Edmonton Eskimos played the Montreal Alouettes in the first game back in 1955. In 1958, it was the great game between the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. 
1960, the Ottawa Rough Riders and the Edmonton Eskimos. And now, here they have the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the BC Lions. So the fans out in Vancouver are getting a lot of variety for their Grey Cup dish. There's another oddity about this date, November the 30th, Bob, with the Hamilton Tiger Cats that you have at your fingertips. That's right, Stu. They've lost, at least they've won all three games played on November the 30th by a handy margin. And as we mentioned earlier, that 32-7 score by which they beat Winnipeg in 1957 in Toronto, the last game to be played at Varsity Stadium, by the way, uh, was certainly their widest margin. Some of the uh, interesting Grey Cup records, uh, for those of you who are statistically minded, there is Miss, uh, speaking of statistics, there is Miss Grey Cup, Darlene Henderson from Eskimo. The young lady whose uh, week has culminated with tremendous excitement and joy when she was crowned Miss Great Cup last night at the Commodore. Her hobby is art and piano, and she plans to be a model and take part in commercial art. A very attractive girl, and it was the most difficult job, I would think, Bob, for to pick the winner this year. A uh, man who also had a very difficult job at the last Great Cup here in Vancouver is Harry McBrien on the left. Mr. McBrien is the coordinator of the Grey Cup game, and he is the man who had to go out onto the field the last time the game was played in Vancouver and the sore uh, spot in Vancouver and inform the officials to call the game because of the crowd that had surrounded and uh, completely engulfed the field at that time. The Grey Cup game in Vancouver was not completed. The last time it was played here, it was called out with quite a few seconds remaining. Well, it's not uh, too long to wait now. The attention is going, and you can almost feel the atmosphere being ripped to shreds as they, people realize as they see the cheerleaders and the pom-pom girls lining up in an avenue on the far side of the field waiting for the arrival of the team. And they'll be coming out in just a moment. This time Bob Moore will introduce to you the starting lineup. And I, we do not expect any sensational changes in the starting lineup. The telecast of this great cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. As we've mentioned, this is the first Grey Cup appearance for the British Columbia Lions. The team this year won 12 games and lost four in its regular season play. And then won its, uh, waited for the Calgary, Sam Peters, and Saskatchewan Roughriders to finish their semifinal playoff. Then the BC Lions won two games out of three from the Saskatchewan Roughriders. The Hamilton Tiger Cats in 14 games this year won 10 and lost four. The records of the two teams as they get ready for this afternoon's Grey Cup game. Introduction of the teams at midfield here at Empire Stadium. The Hamilton Tiger Cats are being introduced. The defensive side of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. The left end, Gene Gossage, number 63. Number 68, Angela Mosca, the left tackle. Number 61 is John Barrow, the middle guard. Number 44 is Gene Sabatelli, the right tackle. Number 74 is the defensive right end, Pete Newman. Number 73 is the left corner linebacker, Zeno Carr. 
Gino Carr is a product of Windsor, Ontario. Number 23, Bobby Cook, the middle linebacker of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who played offensively last year for the team in the game against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Number 19 is the right corner linebacker. His name, Joe Canavino. Comes to the Hamilton Tiger Cats from Ohio State. Number 21 from Youngstown University, Ralph Goldston, who was tossed out of a Grey Cup game here in 1958, but has played a lot of great football for Hamilton. Number 26, one of the great players in the country, Garney Henley, plays the left safety for Hamilton. Number 22 is the right halfback, Don Southern. Number nine is Joe Zuger, who last year quarterback the Hamilton Tiger Cats against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, but is now playing the right safety position. The defensive team of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Ralph Wilson, uh, Bob, you mentioned, uh, would have somewhat mixed memories of his last visit to Empire Stadium. It was on that occasion, of course, that he was ejected for allegedly putting a tag on Leo Lewis. Now the British Columbia Lions come onto the field. They are led by their offensive center, Ian Hageman. Six foot two, 225 pounds, number 42. Both of these clubs extremely large. There isn't much difference in the weight distribution. Number 54 is Tom Hinton, the left guard. Number 58 is Steve Potter, the right guard. Six foot three inches. Number 68 is Bill Frank from Colorado, the left tackle. He's 6'4". Number 61 is Lonnie Dennis, the right tackle. Number 76 at the present time is Mac Burton. He is the left end, and it could be sometime during the game he will switch to sweater number 28, depending on just how things go. Pat Claridge, playing with a badly separated shoulder last week, seems to be better this week. He is the right end for the British Columbia Lions. One of the strong runners in Canadian football, Nub Beamer, number 35, the fullback of the British Columbia Lions. Here is a fellow who they didn't know whether he was going to play in this game, Sonny Homer, number 21. He's been with the BC Lions for quite some time, and as you can see, he's not running too briskly. Homer has knee problems. Number 18, a valuable mid-season addition to the BC Lions, Ron Morris, who came to the BC club from the Toronto Argonauts. Number 15, and wearing a cast on his right arm, Willie Fleming, who received a great round of applause from the fans at Empire Stadium, the right halfback of the BC Lions, and now the quarterback of the British Columbia Lions, Joe Kent, big number 22, a great favorite here in Vancouver with the BC fans. The offensive side for the British Columbia Lions. The color party lined up on the sideline, getting ready to come onto the field for the official ceremonies here at Empire Stadium. The officials for today's game, the referee is Flight Lieutenant Ray Boucher of Ottawa. The umpires, Bill Nairn, Seymour Wilson, and Al Driver. 
The headlinesman is Tom Cheney, and the field judge is Bill Dell. The officials and everyone else here at Empire Stadium now awaiting the arrival of the official party. And the Hamilton Tiger Cats take to the field while everyone waits. The Hamilton Tiger Cats kicking off to the British Columbia Lions. In this football game, BC, it's a perfect day on a perfect field, wanting to get first crack at that football. The British Columbia team run the toss. The official party making its way to center field includes the Canadian Football League president, Eric Duggan of Edmonton, the vice president of the Canadian Football League, Mr. Sam Berger of Ottawa, Mayor Rathie of Vancouver, and Mayor Copps of Hamilton, who was instructed by his city council to go out and win the Grey Cup with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Miss Grey Cup, Daylene Henderson of Edmonton, The big thing about the ceremonial kickoff is the wait while photographers get into place. And of course, the kicking tee has eliminated a lot of the ceremony from that official kickoff. The photographers from Vancouver and all across the country are on hand to record these proceedings for posterity. But now, Mr. Sam Berger of Ottawa kneels down and the sign from the referee and Mr. Eric Duggan of Edmonton makes the official kickoff. The telecast of this Grey Cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. The color party of the Royal Canadian Legion makes its way to center field as we await God Save the Queen and O Canada. that you stand and observe one minute silence in memory of the late president of the United States and the memory of 118 people who were killed in yesterday's tragic accident.
before the kickoff here at Empire Stadium with the Hamilton Tiger Cats kicking off to the British Columbia Lions for the opening of the 1963 Grey Cup game. And here to do the play-by-play -play for you is the play-by-play -play team of Brad Keane, Hugh McPherson, and Frankie Anderson. First of all, the voice for the afternoon, Brad Keane. Thank you very much, Bob, and good afternoon, everybody. And while the color party is marching off the field, the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the British Columbia Lions are preparing to get this 1963 edition of the Great Cup Classic underway. It'll be Don Southern, number 22, doing the kicking. The deep man, number 15, squarely between the posts is Willie Fleming to his right, and to your left, number 26, Steve Schaefer. And on the right, Ronnie Morris, number 18. Just about set to go. Coming to Morris on the six-yard line. And he has dropped on the 24. Bobby Kuntz, number 23 in there, as well as Bob Krause and Steve Hamill. And number 65, Joe Petula. Brad, if that first tack was any indication of our of the hitting that's going on today, we're going to see a real great football game. Bobby Coons came in there and made a real beautiful tackle. First offensive play of the ball game from the Lions' 25-yard line. Mac Burton, the split end to the left. Morris goes in motion. The pass was intended for the right end. Pat Claridge, number 78, incomplete, second down. Line of scrimmage is on the DC 25. Bernie Henley, number 26, defending. Sonny Homer went deep on that play, number 21, and they're going to have to hold for a dip till he gets back into the huddle. The field tends to be slippery and greasy and probably will get stickier as the afternoon progresses. Went down to 28 degrees last night, and with the freezing and the thawing, it didn't help too much, but they have done a tremendous job on getting the surface playable. Second down. Now Beamer taking it to the 32. Tackled by Gene Sepatelli, 44. A gain of seven yards. It'll be third and three. John Barrow of the Hamilton Tiger Cats does an excellent job from the middle of that line as an as a inside linebacker and in what they call red-dogging the passer in obvious passing situations. There we had a second and 10, and uh, he was barreling in, and just the Joe Cat just barely got the ball off before he uh, hit him. Neil Beaumont kicking, back to receive Sutherland and Grand, 18 and 22. Beaumont on a 17-yard line. Coming down to Grant on the 42. Tom Hinton, he ran it up to about the 50. Tommy Hinton leading the tacklers number 54, along with Bill Frank, the left offensive tackle number 68, a 36-yard punt, and the Tiger Cats take over on their own 50-and-a-half-yard line. Frank, I guess there's uh, quite a bit of importance attached to playing in your first year cup, such as is the case for the BC Lions. There sure is, and the jitters are there, believe me. Grant is the flanker right. The first give goes to Pace off the left side. Physics, 36, coming in to make the tackle on him. 
one of the two inside linebackers. It'll be a gain of three on the play. It'll be second and seven. Getting back to those pregame jitters just for a quick minute. In the uh, warm-up, uh, the D.C. Lions were having a little trouble at times holding on to that ball in their pass patterns. And this sort of, to me at least, signified the uh, tenseness that they have right now. But they'll get over. The Thea flanks to the right. Grant to the left. It's to Grant. And uh, the first indication was that it was incomplete, and now it's going to be rolled complete on the 45-yard line. Let's just wait and see. Bill Nairn and Al Dryberg. Now Billy Dell from Toronto comes over. And it is an incompleted pass. Right Lieutenant Ray Boucher indicating a third-down situation from the Hamilton 53-yard line. In uh, Hamilton's pass patterns, very seldom will they send more than three men downfield. They feel that it's more important possibly to give Bernie Foney uh, complete protection and give those potential receivers sufficient time to get open on their pass pattern. Joe Zilger to punt. Beaumont and Morris are back to receive on about their own 10 and 15 yard line. Tremendous kick by Zuger comes to Morris on the six. And a diving tackle in there by Steve Hamill, number 15. And they'll mark the ball on about the nine and a half yard line. It was a 51 yard punt by Zuger, and there was a marker on the play. So the scene will revert back to the original line of scrimmage in the midfield area. call against the Tiger Cats. The 10-yard penalty moves the ball back to the 43, and they'll repeat the third down. A loss of 10 yards on the holding penalty, which moves the punt receivers, Morris and Neil Beaumont, up to their 25. So they'll do it all over again. Zuger stands on his own 29. Beaumont on the 27, he's tackled almost on the spot. Down there was quickly was Bobby Kuntz, assisting in the tackle along with Gene Sepatelli. The telecast of this breakup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. First down from their 28-yard line. The pitch is to Willie on the fly play. He's out of bounds on the 25 as Duger put the pursuit on him. Canavino was down there. And also putting a chase on him was Pete Newman, number 74. There'll be a loss of a couple of yards on the play back to the 25. It'll be second and 12. There was an excellent, excellent example of uh, why I personally feel that Willie Fleming is going to have trouble getting out wide today. Hamilton does an excellent job uh, on, with their outside linebackers. As soon as they see movement coming wide, those two outside linebackers get right up in the action, and if they can uh, slow the play down with pursuit, by, uh, it's pretty difficult to run wide. Second down and 12. Morris digging up to the 32. Forced out of bounds by Southern. A nine-yard gain on the play, which will leave them short about four. It's up to the B.C. 34. 
Tommy Grant and Don Southern go back to receive the kick. Neil Beaumont will kick from his 20-yard line. Probably take a step or two into the ball. Drives Grant back to the 28-yard line. Lassiter is after him, and he's got him. A 48-yard punt by Neil Beaumont. Number 34, Bill Lassiter, a young lad from Vancouver. Second year as a pro. Frank? Uh, for our Eastern viewers, Bill Lassiter of B.C. Uh, is one of the fastest uh, men in Western uh, Canadian League in getting down on these punts and with his extra ability of being a real sure tackler makes it pretty difficult to run those punts back. On the exchange of kicks, the Lions have had the advantage and they've got the Tiger Cats on their 28. Hamilton first and 10. Baloney to Bethia. Gets to the 32, 33-yard line. Bishop number 36. By Bailey, number 38. And number 71, Paul Seal. All involved in the tackle. A change offensively coming in. Again, a five yards. Second and five. On the Tiger Cat 33, Al Patterson is coming out, and Zeno Carge has gone in as an offensive end on the left side. A quick kick. There's nobody there. Steve Schaefer goes back to get it. It goes to Beaumont, and he is tackled on the 28-yard line by Carge. A 47-yard quick kick by Filoni, and that was the play. Obviously coming in from the bench from Ralph Cesio. Ten minutes and 23 seconds remaining in the first quarter of this Grey Cup game, and there is no score. Gossage, Mosca, Barrow, Sepatelli, Newman. Defensively for Hamilton. The corners, Dino Cars, number 73, Joe Canavino, number 19. The center linebackers, number 23, Coop. First down from their 29, B.C. Camp is dropped on the 22. John Barrow leading the tacklers in there. Mosca, number 68, is also in on the scene. And Gene Gossage, the left defensive end, number 63 there. So it'll be a loss on the play of approximately seven or eight yards back to the 22-yard line. And it'll be second and 18. Changes coming up on the BC Lions offensive team as uh, Bill Lasseter has come into the ball game. Ron Morris went out so bad. He's saving his right leg. That would be a crippling loss for the Lions if uh, Morris is rendered useless. Homer flanks left. The ends are inside. Willie goes into motion. Willie Fleming, that is, number 15. The last and it's incomplete. Covering was Joe Canavino, number 19. Number 34, Bill Lasseter, second year with the Lions. He didn't see too much activity last year, or for that matter, this year either. The kicking unit is coming in, and Tommy Grant, number 18 for Hamilton, and number 22, Don Southern, are back on about their own 40-45 yard line to receive the kick. It'll be Neil Beaumont, number 27, back on his own nine.
There's a loose ball fall down. It's fallen on by Gene Cepatelli. It was a live ball. He got down to the six-yard line before Beaumont, who bobbled the snap, finally came around, and apparently there was an injury on the field. And the Tiger Cats have it on the Lions' six-yard line. Bobby Coons. Frank, uh, is there anything strategically in the fact that the Hamilton Tiger Cats on both occasions that see uh, each the three occasions that BC have kicked to them? Grant and Southern have exchanged their positions on each team. Yes, they're working some cross charges along that line of scrimmage, hoping to uh, break somebody open. Of course, that uh, wasn't the reason there uh, because of the uh, fumbled punt. But uh, it just shows that they're trying everything possible to get in there and block a punt. And on a day like this, it is one of the biggest breaks that they could have. Bobby Coons is all right and came out. It's first down from the Lions 12. Hamilton in possession. Maloney gets to the three before he was stopped by Paul Seal on the play, number 71. Bernie Filoni, number 10. They spot it on the five-yard line. It'll be second down. An eight-yard run by Filoni. One thing for our Western viewers who haven't seen Hamilton play this much, Bernie Filoni will always, when he starts off from under the center with the ball, will always turn opposite to the, or as a general rule, he will, turn opposite to the way the play is run. And when he wants, when he decides to keep that ball, he puts it under his arm and really goes. All right, Baker is held at about the line of scrimmage. He may have picked up a yard or two on the play. Tom Brown, number 69, coming across, along with Norm Fieldgate, number 75. Bissick, 36, and Beaumont, 27. It'll be third down. It's on the three-yard line. The first big break in the ballgame for Hamilton on a bobble third down punt. Bobby Koontz is coming in. Bethia is coming out. And apparently it's close enough for a measure. The line of scrimmage was on the BC 12 and a half when the first down situation arose. And possibly they might have a first down from the BC Lions 3. It's short. It's third down from the 3. They need about a yard for the first down. I think that was just a shrewd maneuver on the old pro Filoni's part, Brad, to sort of take up a little time and allow a few messages coming back and forth from the bench, as you can see. John Barrow's gone in offensively with a play from the bench. Hardiman Curtin has come out. No score in this ballgame. Just got underway. Baker tries to hurdle it. He may have picked it up. Tom Brown gets out number 70. They did not get it. The Lions will take over. The telecast of this great cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. They're taking a measure just in case, and it's a certainty. They fail to pick up the first down by about two feet. So the Lions will scrimmage the ball from their own three-yard line. First down. You know, this game might develop into a real tough defensive battle, which is opposite to a lot of the expert thinking. We've now played about seven and a half minutes, and there has not been one first down made because both of those big, tough, skilled defensive lines are doing an outstanding job. Burton splits left. Homer, number 21, flanks to the right out of your picture. Cap, number 22. He jumped right over Garney Henley, who was coming in. Canavino and Kuntz 
finally got to Joe Cap, who worked the ball out to the BC Lions eight-yard line for a gain of about five on the play. Second and five. Ian Hagen, the number 42, out over the ball. It's a halfback draw to Fleming. He's caught up. Coons got an arm on him on about the 12-yard line. They'll be short. Canavino was the one who finally stopped him. Coons made the initial contact with Willie Fleming, number 15. Passing situations when Hamilton does a real good job of rushing the passer or uh, shooting the inside linebackers. Well, that's the type of play that you can look for. Uh, Willie Fleming has been quite effective this past year in those types of plays, and also that Beamer. They're short about two feet. It'll be third down. And the ball is on the BC 13-yard line. They're going to run it. They need about a foot and a half. You know, cars looked around just in case there's something going on that he didn't know about. Jeff tries to pick it up himself. Gets to about the 14. The officials will check it. It's a first down. Frank, talk about a calculated risk. Man, that's playing it pretty close, believe me. Because if they hadn't made that, I saw Winnipeg uh, this past year on their on their one-yard line try to take three tracks at that big, tough Hamlin line, and they ended up after the third down six inches less than they started. First down from their own 15-yard line. Burton the split end right. To give us enough beamer of the fullback, 35, he's held at the 15. Johnny Henley, number 26, and John Barrow, 61. Involved in the tackle, along with number 74, Pete Newman. Gain of two, second and eight, from the BC 16. Ron Morris is on the bench, and Lassiter, number 34, is in the offensive backfield. Second down from the BC 16. It's complete to Burton, tackled by Sudren up on the BC 27, and it'll be a first down. An 11-yard pass play. Joe Camp to number 76, Mac Burton from San Jose State. These two clubs are playing a real game of chess out, out there. That was the first time that Hamilton had gone into a five-man line, and they caught the spot that was open. Homer flanks out of your picture to the right. Willie in motion of the short side. To give us to Lassiter. He gets up to about the 30-yard line. Angelo Mosca, number 68. Also Sepatelli, number 44. A game of four on the play. It'll be second and six on the BC 31. Four minutes and 21 seconds remaining in the first quarter.
Burton is the split end on the short side. Pat Clarence, 78, the right offensive end, in tight. Almost intercepted by Coons. He's directly over the center of the line intended for Clarence. And Bobby Coons just about pulled it down. He knocked it down. It'll be third down. Tommy Grant and Don Southern are going back to receive the punt, right? You can sure tell both these clubs are mentally prepared for this game. Uh, once again, John Burrow shooting it from the inside linebacker slot. Uh, Cap caught the spot open. Uh, without a great play from Coons, why it would have been completed. Beaumont back on a 16. And over-ender coming to Southern on the 41. A nice run back to the 52-yard line, a 38-yard punt. And a return of close to 12 yards. The telecast of this great cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. Hamilton first down from their 52. Mathia in motion. Grant flanks left. It's complete to Grant. He is tackled on the 42 by Tom Brown. And it'll be a first down. A gain of 16 yards on the play. Which moves the ball to the BC Lions 41. Another little mannerism that Bernie Filoni has on his rollout passes, uh, he will start rolling out if he's going to run all the way around, then he'll stop. He seems to have set a pattern in this. On the other hand, when he does swing out and rolls completely out, you'll see that ball tucked under his arm. And when you see that, look for him to keep that ball and look for some fine blocks by his line going downfield. You know, DeNoble is in for Moscow, left tackle. First down. Filoni. Possibly uh, lost a yard on the play or failed to gain any yardage at all by Bailey. Number 38 got to him. Number 36 is Visick. The BC Lions in the dark jerseys. And there's Filoni, number 10. Hamilton Tiger Cats with their white sweaters, their gold pants, black socks. The Lions with their white pants, black sweaters. Lions colors, burnt orange and ebony black. Hamilton Tiger Cats, white black and gold. Loss of half a yard. Back to the 41 and a half BC. Second down. And 10 and a half yards. Incomplete to Hal Patterson. Steve Schaefer was protecting or defending on him on about the 30 yard line BC. So it'll be third down. Flight Lieutenant Ray Boucher, the referee. Now Steve Schaefer trots back, number 26, along with Neil Beaumont, 27. It'll be Zilger kicking right from midfield. Beaumont on the three. And he is tackled by Joe Petula, right just about on the three-yard line on the far side of the field. Let's take a look at our scoreboard right now. No score, about two minutes and 26 seconds remaining in the first quarter of play. That was a 37-yard punt by Zuger. Take a look at that scoreboard. Uh, shows you just how tough things are. BC's made two first down. Hamilton's made none. And I think both these clubs have sort of got a grudge going on there from an earlier game this season. 
First down from their four-yard line is where it's marked now. A counter play to Fleming. He gets up to the 10-yard line. Mosca got to him and Kuntz. And John Barrow, number 61. Mosca, number 68. 63 is Gene Gossage, the left defensive end. Ron Morris apparently has been taken to the dressing room of the BC Lions, and Bill Lassiter is going to have a full-time job here for this first half anyway as the number two back. He wears number 34. Gain of six yards, second and four. That's looking for the lob for Burton, and he can't get it. Up on the 45. It'll be third down. Sugar and Goldston both defending on number 76, Mac Burton, who picked up a torn Achilles tendon last year, halfway through the season. One of the surest past receivers in the Western Conference last year. Used sparingly this season, but nevertheless has been retained by Coach Dave Stryne. Grant and Southern are back to receive the punt. Beaumont will kick it from behind his own goal line, about four or five yards deep. Drives Southern back to his 50. Lassiter misses him. He gets away from Carter, and he's finally tackled on the 49-yard line. Lonnie Dennis, number 61. An all-star tackle in the Western Conference. A prodigious punt of 50 yards. And an 11-yard return by Southern. A very fine effort. The ball is marked on the BC Lions 50-yard line. It'll be first down Hamilton with a minute and five seconds remaining in the first quarter. Sophia is in motion. Grant the flanker. It's downfield for Grant, and he dropped it. Steve Schaefer, 26, defending on Tommy Grant, who had it, and he couldn't hang on to it. Second down and 10 from the BC Lions 50, Frank. Almost long passes like that, with Hamilton having being to your right on the screen. Uh, those receivers are looking directly into the sun going downfield, and on long passes like that, uh, I imagine it's pretty difficult to uh, see where that ball is. One minute flag is up. The clock reads 42 seconds. The Patterson incomplete. It'll be third down. The wind, whatever wind there is, is blowing almost across field now. It started coming out of the north, possibly still is, but more west than north, about five miles per hour. The clock reads 35 seconds in this first quarter of play, and there's no score. Schaefer and Beaumont are the Lions back to receive the punt. It'll be Zuber kicking from his 47. Coming to Schaefer. He backs up on the 23-yard line, and Ken Kilray, number 50, and Kuntz brought him down. A 25-yard kick by Joe Zidger. Now, with 52 seconds left in the quarter, let's have another look at our scoreboard. A scoreless tie in the first quarter with 15 seconds on the clock.
First down from the BC Lions, 24. There's a marker on the play as Gap gets the pursuit on him by Canavino. And Pete Newman, who dumped him back on the 10-yard line. Offside being called against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. It'll be a five-yard penalty and first down over again. First and five. I think Bobby Coon sort of anticipated the uh, snap just about one step too soon and did definitely get across the uh, line of scrimmage, uh, resulting in an offside penalty. And on that particular play, again, Hamilton was expecting a pass, and they were 100% right because not only did they shoot their inside linebackers, but their corner linebackers as well because, as you saw, Canavino was right there on cap when he threw the ball. It's on the BC 29. First and five to go. Jones is stunning to give us the Beamer, or the fake, rather, is the Beamer. The ball carrier is Joe Cap. The first quarter has ended. Let's get the indication. It's a first down for the Lions. The telecast is a great cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple with casual clothing and footwear from Marks. Ron Morris has come back into the offensive backfield for the BC Lions. It'll be a first down as we get the second quarter underway from the Lions 37. Number 18, Ron Morris, the two back. In the first quarter, Hamilton had one first down, the Lions three. Rushing, Hamilton 15 yards, BC Lions 19, passing. Hamilton one for five for 16-yard game. BC three for seven for 27 yards. The ball is on the Lions 37-yard line. That was a fumble in that last play at the end of the first quarter. Beamer fumbled the ball. Cap picked it up and picked up the first down. One of Pat Claridge's most effective areas of catching passes is one just uh, very typical of that one you just then seen. Um, he um, goes down about 12 yards uh, in that middle, and Camp uses him an awful lot whenever he needs a real key first down. Of course, that was a real important one because it gets them in a position where they can really open up now. First down from their own 51. Morris flanks out left at the bottom of your screen. Incomplete, being covered on the play by Southern number 22, Ron Morris. Second and ten. He seemed to lose his footing as he ran his pass pattern down there, and there are parts of the field that are quite slippery as a result of the weather up until uh, Wednesday of this Grey Cup week. And then the sun came out in full force and has been out ever since Wednesday morning. Angelo Mosca is making... A considerable amount of contact with Joe Cap on the rush. He is the outstanding lineman 
at Eastern Canada and runner-up to the outstanding lineman in the country to Tom Brown. And Bobby Koontz got the cap that time as he was trying to spread the defense. It was intended for Morris, and it went incomplete. It'll be third down. We're playing in the second quarter, and there's no score in this ballgame. One thing that might be interesting is we probably have the two biggest teams in uh, Canadian football out here this afternoon. And if there's anything that resembles the uh, weight of the NFL clubs, these two clubs are, because Hamilton's defensive line average 243 yards against BC's offensive line of 233, and they're about the same on in, in reverse. Grant and Southern are back to receive the punt. Neil Beaumont from his 37-yard line. And then it's Southern on his 21. He dropped the ball and picked it up again. Bonnie Dennis, number 61, the right offensive tackle downfield very quickly. And Hamilton take over on about their own 27. The telecast's breakup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. Grant Blanchard, first down for Hamilton. Baloney, number 10. It's complete to Grant. Up to the Hamilton 44-yard line with Beaumont, the safety man, and Bill Muncie. Left defensive half, a 22-yard gain. Bernie Filoni to number 18, Tom Grant. Grant is a Canadian boy. He's uh, 200 pounders, 5'11", 28 years old, and he's from Windsor, Ontario. Sophia is the right flanker. Grant to the left. Baker is set back with pace. Again, it's to Baker. We get... Stunted out of bounds on the BC Lions 44-yard line by Steve Schaefer, number 26, Art Baker, number 25, a 20-yard gain on the play, and it's the first down, Hamilton, on the Lions 45-yard line. Tom Grant's not only showing his ability as a good pass receiver, but he made a real nice block out there on Paul Steele, that corner linebacker, bringing uh, Baker around for extra yardage. Again, Grant Blank right. Now the Thea moves. He gives us the pace. He's held for little or no on about the 44. He may have gained a yard. Tom Brown and Mike Cassick and Norm Fieldgate for the Lions. Stewart. Thank you. Expect to see more passing if this sort of stalemate uh, continues. <laughs> you got a bunch of giants out there just uh, knocking each other's brains out along that line of scrimmage. And uh, if they can, if they can uh, continue this, which I think they will, if the Abbey Club is going to score without a break, they are going to have to go to the air. Mark it a gain of a yard. It'll be second and nine. That's complete to Grant on the left side on the 31-yard line for a first down, Hamilton. And the stop is by Bailey, number 38, a 14-yard gain on the pass. Maloney to Grant. And the Tiger Cats in the second quarter are knocking on the door. 11 minutes and 42 seconds remaining in the first half. Grant Franks on the short side. It's a reverse of the CI. He gets to the 28-29 yard line. Barney Farian, number 50 of the BC Lions front four, in on the stop along with Seal, Bissick, and Mike Martin, number 64. 
He gained about a yard and a half on the play. Second down from the 28-yard line. Hamilton in possession. Getting field position. It's complete to Patterson on the 18. Schaefer, number 26, got to him. A 10-yard gain on the play, and it'll be another first down. If Filoni can uh, get those hook passes, such as that one, to working to Hal Patterson in maybe two or three in a row, uh, you can look for him maybe to try the same thing, only go to a man going deep for that long ball. It's on the D.C. Lions 18-yard line. First down, Hamilton. Pace gets all the way down to the 11-yard line, and that's where the play is good. And Muncie made contact with him up on the 18-yard line. Pace's momentum and drive carry them to the 11 for a gain of seven yards. Second and three. The ball is uh, just a few yards in from the West Hash Mark. Empire Stadium runs north and south. Baker gets to the eight for working the ball toward the goalpost. More and more. This might be close enough for a measure. It is going to be measured, and Angelo Mosca thunders out onto the field. He is not seeing as much action as he has all year. Genoble is coming out. Third down and about inches. Check that. It's a first down and goal to go from the eight-yard line. The ball almost straight away from the post as Grant picked up his position on the left flank. Baker down to the four. Mike Cassick, number 67, made the stop on in Tom Brown as well. Gain of five yards by Baker. Moves the ball down to the three-and-a-half-yard line, four-yard line. Second down, Hamilton. We're playing in the second quarter. There's no score in this ballgame. It's a touchdown to the field. Number 16, and Bernie Filoni. On the strength of passing, particularly to Grant, worked the ball down and ultimately passing to Bethia, number 16, Willie Bethia, from New Jersey, played in a small league in the United States. He's 24 years old. Played with Patterson, New Jersey Miners last year in the Atlantic Coast. Southern going for the convert attempt from maybe about 17-yard line. Baloney holding. It's good. The Hamilton Tiger Cats go in front by a score of 7-0. As we take a look at our scoreboard, nine minutes and six seconds remaining in this first half of play. Frank? Just my mention that uh, one reason uh, the Fiat got open on that particular play Art Baker made a tremendous fake off tackle, and he kept that linebacker in. There was a man going downfield, so the halfback had to go with him, 
And uh, Willie Sophia was out there all by himself with a first big score, which could be a mighty important one as this game goes along. Willie Fleming, number 15, directly under the goalpost. Ronnie Morris, number 18, and Steve Schaefer to the left, number 26. It'll be Southern, number 22, doing the kicking. It's low and wobbly, coming down to Ronnie Morris on his nine. And a nice tackle on the play by number 15, Steve Hamillo, on the 19-yard line. And BC will take over again. They're trailing in this great cup game, seven to nothing. Ian Hageman, number 42. The offensive center, the guards, 54, Tom Hinton, 58, Steve Potter. The tackles on the right side, number 61, Lonnie Dennis. On the left, 68, Bill Frank. 76, Mac Burton, 78, Claridge. Over on the flank, the pitch is to Fleming. And he has dropped, possibly for a loss on the play. Mosca, 68, barreling in along with Barrow. Number 63, Gene Gossage. There'll be a loss on the play of about a yard. It'll be second and 11. Ralph Dolston, number 21 of the Thai Cats, uh, did an excellent job coming up from the outside then, forced uh, coming back to the inside. And then, of course, he saw all those uh, light shirts uh, getting a lot of pursuit, resulting in no gain. Second down, market about 10 and a half to go from the Lions 23. Surprise, and it is a first down on the 38-yard line. Danny Henley bringing him down, number 26, a gain of 13 yards on the play. Doesn't realize Camp threw that hard, Brad. He just flat knocked Clary's uh, down with that ball, it looked like. <laughs> well, apparently, Cap has been bulleting the ball all season, and uh, his receivers have had problems holding it. He's been throwing a much softer pass throughout the latter part of the year. Of course, those, uh, those passes over the middle have got to be thrown real hard and fast or you will get intercepted. First down from their own 38-yard line. D.C. in possession. Johnny Hama on the sideline on the 47-yard line for a game of about eight yards on the play. The telecast of this breakup game between the D.C. Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. Gain of eight, it'll be second and two from the Lions' 46-yard line. Homer was forced out of bounds on that last play by Ralph Goldson, defending on the left side. Henley, Goldson, Zuger, and Southern, the defensive backs for the Tiger Cats. Homer, number 21, at the bottom of your screen, flies out. The rest of the backfield is set back. Beamer, picking up the first down. Don't there in the tackle, number 23. There's Huff Beamer, number 35. Picked up four yards, enough for the first. To the BC 50. That feels, uh, Frank's standing up remarkably well outside of the odd 50 spot. Yes, I was just uh, remarking on that, uh, or thinking about it anyway, a few minutes ago, how well it uh, looks as though it's not being chewed up yet. Morris is in the slot. Homer flanks out. Gap stumbling around, pitches to Willie Fleming. Fleming gets almost to midfield, and Sipatelli got to him. Number 44. 
to be taken up on the play. As a matter of fact, he's almost out on his feet there, walking around in a bit of a fog. And the BC Lions trainer, Roy Cavillan, is coming across now. It also appears that number nine, Joe Zuger, uh, wrenched his knees here on the sideline because he immediately came right off, and they're giving him some attention on the sideline. And the way he's shaking his head, it looks like he's in a fair amount of pain right now. Let's hope he can shake it off. Gain on the play, amounted to about five and a half yards to the midfield stripe. Fleming is being assisted off the field. He's still all wobbly like it there. Boy, he really got clobbered. He's had an injury-free year for many of his years up playing with the BC Lions. And there's Zuger, number nine. Bill Lassiter, number 34, has replaced Fleming as the number four back for the right half. Fleming sort of jogging off the field. There's Joe Zuger. Dave Strine and Jim Campion, the coaching staff. Dave Strine, the coach of the year in the CFL. Announced last night at the breakup dinner. Second and about four and a half. We're a half a yard on the Tiger Cat side of midfield. Beamer straight ahead. Right over time, him is a loose ball. He is up close to a first down. Let's see what happens. It is a first. The Hamilton Tiger Cat defense has placed a great deal of responsibility on uh, number 61, John Barrow. They, uh, from the defensive tackle to defensive tackle, there's about a four and a half yard gap in there, and uh, John's uh, doing a good job in filling it. And it seems that that seems is the only place where both clubs have been able to be effective in runs. Uh, is right up the uh, middle. First down from the Tiger Cat 49. John Barrow got the cat. There's a marker on the play. Rough play. And Billy Barrow, the official on the far side from Toronto. Ralph Goldson was the last man on. It was a game of nine yards. And a 15-yard penalty from the point of the infraction takes it down to the Tiger Cat 25. There's the signal from right Lieutenant Ray Boucher. Brad, the whole BC Lions bench was nearly in on the finish of that play, led by Jim Champion. They were highly incensed about that particular play, and uh, they emptied that bench just emptied. Willie's getting the ice treatment in the well-known spelling spot. First down from the Hamilton 25. Five minutes and 30 seconds remaining in the second quarter. Cap looks, there's nobody open. He's grabbed, and it goes in incomplete. He was trying to get it to Homer. Sepatelli putting a charge on him. And Mosca. So it goes in as a second down. And 10 from the Tiger Cat 25. Hamilton 7, the BC Lions, no score. Five minutes and 23 seconds remaining. In the second quarter. Willie Fleming on the bench. Getting a chance to clear those cobwebs. Homer flanks out of your picture. Second down and ten. 
Beamer off the left side. Stopped on the play by Barrow. And Newman. And they'll be short. Gain of about three yards. It'll be third and seven. From the 22. The telecaster's game between the BC Lions and the Hamlin Tiger Cats comes to you from Vancouver. The field goal kicking team has come out onto the field for the Lions. Number 30. There's a warning whistle, a five-minute warning whistle. Peter Kemp established a CFL record in field goals, making good 22. Number 11, Peter Oler will hold. It will come from the Hamilton Tiger Cats 29-yard line, just about straight away. And it is good. So with four minutes and 43 seconds remaining in the second quarter of play, the score, Hamilton 7. British Columbia Lions three. As we take a look at the scoreboard. Hamilton scrimmage from their 35. Mixer out over the ball. Grant flanks left. Bathia in motion. Now everybody moves. It's a completed pass up to the Hamilton 46-yard line. The receiver was Grant. The tackler was Tom Brown. It's a first down, a gain of 12 yards. Zenoble is coming back out onto the field to spell Mosca. It's on the Hamilton 47-yard line. First down, Hamilton. They'll give us a pace. He is grabbed by the jersey. Barry at number 50 in on the start, along with Fieldgate. And Mike Kasich, I believe it was Dick Fouts who grabbed the hold of his jersey. Fouts is an all-star defensive end in the Western Conference. A gain of a yard. It'll be second and nine on the Tiger Cat 48. Speaking of all-stars, quickly, uh, Brad, the BC club has eight men, and the Ticats have seven all-stars out there today. Second down, everybody moves in the offensive backfield. Intercepted by Beaumont. Well, on the 35-yard line by Grant. Mike Kasich, number 67, a defensive tackle for the Lions. What a pretty good rush on Filoni. Possibly causing the pass to sort of hang up there. It wasn't far enough or hard enough. Beaumont got in front of the receiver, Grant, and intercepted the ball on the BC line, 35. With Bernie Filoni hitting those hook passes, uh, you could expect him to try to go for that real long one. And, of course, he did on that particular play, but with a fierce rush by the BC line and top defensive playing, why it resulted in an interception. Bill Lassiter is still on the backfield. Willie Fleming is on the bench. Complete the homer. Up to the 49-yard line. And the shot was Joe Canavino. They're calling it back to the line of scrimmage. Tough play against the Lions. A little elbow went astray. Right? 
returning penalty against the Lions, 10 yards. Back to their 25, and it'll be first down and 20. Grant McKee made his appearance on the field for one play and has come off again. Zuger is back in the ball game. The ball is on the Lions, 25. Three minutes and nine seconds remaining in the second quarter. Hamilton, seven. BC three. It's intended for Morris. It's short. Canavino was there. Zuger and Henley were all around. Ronnie Morris. It'll be second down. That pass went about 35 yards in the air. And the BC Lions offense has in part been geared around Willie Fleming. I think the defensive secondary of both of these outstanding clubs this afternoon are just showing everyone how hard it is to throw long, and if anybody gets any touchdowns today, it looks like they're really going to have to work for them on sustained marching. Ken Kilray was in there for a bit. He's come out, and Pete Newman has gone back in again. Second and 20 from their 25, B.C., Cap lateral to Burton who tried to pass it and it has to be an incompleted pass. As Barrow, an illegally drawn pass is the call now. Mosca again putting a rush on Joe Cap. And time is being called on the, the line of scrimmage is now apparently the 17 yard line BC. You can sure tell that Hamilton's defensive strategy today is to uh, do their best to get to Joe Cap as quick as possible. The times that we've seen uh, Joe Cap uh, have the most trouble this year has been the times that the giant at Winnipeg has put tremendous rushes on him. And uh, I think down uh, in Hamilton earlier this season, Hamilton, Hamilton did the same thing. And it's pretty difficult to throw when you're being rushed as hard as uh, Joe Cap is right now. The ruling is the pass was intentionally grounded. Third down, Grant and Southern back to receive the punt. And it'll be Beaumont kicking from his three. A low snap. Southern losing his footing at about midfield was pinned on the play by Bill Frank. The telecast's great cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. Johnny Henley has moved into the offensive backfield for Hamilton. It's downfield to Henley, and he's got it. Tackled on the 15-yard line. Neil Beaumont coming across to make the tackle on him, along with Steve Schaefer. A 40-yard pass and run play to Henley, and they'll mark the ball on the BC Lions 15-and-a-half-yard line. Brad, this is one of Hamilton's uh, key long passes, and watching them closely this year on some film, they try to hook two men out and slip Henley out, uh, delay him out, and he gets deep. If he hadn't tripped in, he'd have gone all the way. It's complete to Patterson, and he's fighting for that goal line. He is tackled on about the one. Paul Seal, Norm Fieldgate, 
In on the stop, it's a first and goal to go. 15 yards from Filoni to Patterson, and it's on the one-yard line. A minute and 43 seconds remaining in the second quarter. Hamilton leading 7-3. to three. Mixa out over the ball. Bethea and Grant flank left and right. They give us to Baker. He's over for a touchdown. Art Baker. Number 25. Out of the Buffalo Bills, Syracuse, New York. A real power runner. 205 pounds. Which puts Hamilton ahead 13 to 3. And the convert attempt is coming up. It'll be Southern, 22. Doing the kicking and Filoni holding. It's good. 14-3, Hamilton over the British Columbia Lions as we take a look at our scoreboard. And the clock reads a minute and 23 seconds remaining. And the Tiger Cats will kick off again to the British Columbia Lions. Willie Fleming hasn't made an appearance on the field since he was injured. So Bill Lassiter's taken over his job for the kickoff return. He's standing directly under the goalpost. And Schaefer is there. And Ronnie Morris, number 18. Schaefer, number 26. Southern during the kicking. The game is apparently being held up for a moment as Ray Boucher comes over to the timekeeper's bench just to check out a last-minute detail. The clock reads a minute, 23 seconds. And we'd like to remind you that at halftime... All the goings on on the field. Now Ray Boucher calls Ralph Sazio, the coach of the Tiger Cats, over to the timekeeper's bench. All right, while we're waiting here for uh, the official to get things straightened up, uh, this particular pass play that... Uh, Cloney hit Henley with earlier to that long, beautiful 40-yard pass play to set up the uh, touchdown. Um, Hamilton, did, Hamilton did the same thing this year in a game that I saw against Winnipeg. And what they do is they spread their men out. Well, we'll get back to it in a minute. Southern on the kickoff. It's straight away and downfield coming to Morris on the seven. Puts his head down and drives. Tackled by Joe Pecula, number 65. On the BC 25-yard line, Willie Fleming remains on the bench. Peculiar Frank is a pretty useful type of Canadian. Sure is. They mark the ball down on the BC 26-yard line. A minute 30, a minute 17 seconds on the clock. First half, the score: Hamilton 14, BC 3.
The pass was intended for Homer. He was tackled by Golston and dropped the ball, so it goes in as an incompleted pass. Homer favoring that knee of his. He's got both cartilage and a ligament problem. Now Peter Kemp is coming in to spell Homer off. Number 30, Peter Kemp, who is the backup flanker. And it's ironic, Frank, you know, when a coach goes with his first string club all year, you get into the one big game, and one of his key men is out for at least a quarter anyway. Well, there's no doubt that when you lose just one man in that backfield, it uh, throws quite a few things off timing. Second and ten from their own 26. It's intended for Kemp, and he can't get it. Third down. Third down coming up, and there are 41 seconds remaining in the first half of play. Golston and Cars defending on Peter Kemp. So the Lions send their punt team in, and Southern, number 22, at the top of your screen, and Tommy Grant, 18 at the bottom, drop back to about their own 43, 44-yard line. Doing the kicking for the Lions will be number 27, Neil Beaumont. He's back on his own 10 or 11. Comes to Southern. And he is caught there by 76, Mac Burton. And number 34, Bill Lassiter. 48-yard punt by Beaumont. And hardly any return by Don Southern, number 22. They spot the ball on the Tiger Cat 40. And Henley is in the backfield for Pace. Pace has come out, and Garney Henley is in. Beattie and Patterson, the offensive end. Grant flanks out. Henley going on a pass pattern downfield. Almost intercepted by Don Visick. It was intended for Grant. Two receivers went downfield. Grant short, and Henley was a little deeper and out toward the sidelines. Second down, Mosca's back in the ball game again. Angelo Mosca's going in along with Jim Pace. De Novo comes out and Henley. Tiger Cats leading 14-3. This is the last play of the half. Maloney keeps and grounds the ball. And the gun ends the first half of play with a score, Hamilton Tiger Cats 14, the British Columbia Lions 3. John Whitman back at Empire Stadium in Vancouver. And as we await the return of the players to the field with a rundown of some of the first half statistics, Stu McPherson and Frank Anderson. Thank you, Don. Well, Frank, you've got roughly 40 seconds to go through the statistical picture, and it's not as one-sided as one might have thought from watching that first pass. No, of course, a couple, that long 40-yard pass, followed by a 17-yard pass by Hamilton, and then a couple 18 yards to uh, Morris made the big difference in the passing area. Hamilton had 132 yards to BC 62 yards in passing. Moving back to first down, Hamilton had 11 first downs to BC's 8. Yards rushing, Hamilton 59, BC 39, uh, passes completed, 8 for 14 for Hamilton and 6 for 16 for B.C. There was one interception by Vancouver and there was one fumble they recovered it. The punting hasn't been too good today. The average punt by Hamilton, 38 yards for B.C., 37.6 in the first half. 
Those are the important stats, Stuart. Thank you, Frank. The score, 14-3 in favor of the Hamilton Ticats as we get ready to start the third quarter in today's Grey Cup game here in perfect conditions at Vancouver. The Ticats, both officials, are out on the center strip, the 50-yard line, talking to Joe Cap and Bernie Poloni, the respective quarterbacks, and we'll be underway in just a moment with the third quarter of today's game. 14-3 in favor of Hamilton. Brad? I noticed glancing across the field that Willie Fleming is not returned with the rest of his squad. Mac Burton is now wearing number 28, and he will be lining up as a flanker back, and there'll be a change at offensive end. In all likelihood, Jerry James, wearing number 77, will be an offensive end along with Pat Claridge. Brad, this is the first time in, since Willie joined the lines, is it not, Brad, that he's been out of the, uh, out of the lineup? I can't remember him missing any games before. He might have missed a game, I believe, last year. He had an infected big toe, and I think in all his career up in British Columbia, this is his uh, fifth season now. I believe that's about the most serious injury he's had. We have no way at the moment of finding out any, uh, getting any report from the BC Lions dressing room. Nevertheless, we're ready to go with this second half of play. It'll be Peter Kemp kicking. Tommy Grant is deep. Along with Willie Bethea, number 16. Looks away from the sea and goes deep. Behind the line. And he runs it out to the 12-yard line. A nice return by Bethea. Peter Kenton on the stop and Walt Bewicki. Greg Finley also in there. And Don Vesic. The Tiger Cats will scrimmage from their 12-yard line. Mosca is back in again as the left tackle. On that side, Hardeman Curick, number 51. The right offensive guard for Hamilton is Ellison Kelly, 54. And the right tackle, Bronco Nagurski, number 60. 259-pounder. First down, Hamilton. The give us to Bethia. He is written out of bounds by Beaumont on the 42 as Pace. Frank came up with a very nice block on By Bailey and blocked him right out of the play. He sure did. And Ellison Kelly and Harrison Puritan got out in front of that play and set off some inside linemen chasing. And uh, it was a real fine offensive play. Clean blocking and real good running. 28 yards is the game. The ball has now moved up to the Hamilton 40. They were at the first down as Grant flanks out on the short side. With the on the right. He bumped into Baker. Filoni had a key tackle by Fouts on the line of scrimmage. There will be no gain on the play. Number 70, Dick Fouts. As Filoni bumped Baker, Baker running through his uh, pattern. Illegal interference being called against the Tiger Cats. 10-yard penalty back to the 30-yard line area. And it'll be first down over again and 20 to go. The referee in this ballgame, flight lieutenant Ray Boucher, the man you're seeing right there, from Ottawa. The umpires, Bill Nairn from Winnipeg, Seymour Wilson from Hamilton, Al Dryberg from Winnipeg, the headlines in this time, Cheney of Calgary, and the field judge, Billy Dell from Toronto. Back on the Tiger Cat 30, it's first down, over again, and 20 yards to go. Complete to Bethia, tackled by Muncie, back on the original line of scrimmage, the Tiger Cat 40, where it will be second and 10. Actually, they move the ball back to the 39, so it'll be second and about 10 and a half. 
Again, Fox made a lunge at Spalloni, putting a rush on him. Fox is the left defensive end. Mike Martin, number 64, on the right side of the Beastie Lions defensive line. Second down. It's deep for Patterson. He's got it. Schaefer misses him, and he is over for a touchdown. 70 yards. Baloney to Patterson. Now Patterson. One of the great all-time ends in the Canadian game. Frank? Well, Mr. Wonderful sure looks wonderful there, Brad, but just like to comment on that tremendous pass protection that Bernie Pony received on that play. Those uh, five or six men up front did a tremendous job. DC only rushed four men, but uh, to throw one that long, you've got to have the time, and I bet you Bernie's patting those offensive linemen right now. Southern goes for the point after. Filoni holds. The score is 20 to 3. It's good. Let's have a look at that scoreboard right now. With 13 minutes, 25 seconds remaining in the third quarter, Hamilton 21, BC Lions 3. And the Tiger Cats will kick to the Lions. Hal Patterson came up here. He's been up here for 13 seasons right now. All Canadian, Eastern All-Star for many years. Well, with Montreal for many years, with Sam Etcheverry. Bill Lasseter, number 34, the deep man, along with Steve Schaefer, 26. And on the right side, Ron Morris, number 18. Southern to kick off, 21 to 3. Hamilton leading. The long one coming to Lasseter. Up to the 35-yard line. Don Southern in on the stop along with Steve Hamill, number 15. And also on the bottom, number 65, Joe Picula. A 29-yard return on that kickoff by Bill Lasseter. The ball is on the Lions' 36-yard line. We'll pick up the offensive ends as they come out of this huddle. DC making a change. Matt Burton is the flanker. And it's Gary James, number 77, the right end. Claridge, 78, the left end. Connor to Lassiter, and he gets to about the 37 or 38. Well, the whistle blew, and he kept on going. It's Canavino grabbed him. The original stop was made by Pete Newman, number 74. Credit Lassiter with a gain of about two and a half, three yards. It'll be second and seven on the... BC Lions, 38-yard line. Lassiter flanks right, Burton left. Cap completing to Burton on the 50 for a first down. Zuger in on the stop and also defending was Henley, a 12-yard gain on the play to the Lions, 50-yard line. Hamilton realizing that Joe Camp has got to go to the air now has moved into a six-man line and you can look for six men rushing the passer with those two outside linebackers brought up or sometimes they'll drop out covering sideline cut with either one or two linebackers shooting from the inside. Burton flanks out of your picture. Morris now goes in motion.
Cat getting a little one away to Morris. Tackled by Henley at midfield. There'll be a gain of close to five on the play. Cap was waving Lassiter downfield while the pursuit was on him, namely from Mosca and Gossage. So they credit it with a five-yard gain. The ball is right on the midfield strike. Waving his hand like he was doing there brings back some memories of Indian Jack Jacobs in his heyday, Brad. And the big chief is uh, watching this contest. He's somewhere in this stadium. Close to 37,000 people here. Beamer for two or three. They'll be short. Barrow, Canavino, and Sepatelli all in on the stop. It'll be third and a yard and a half. The ball is on the Hamilton Tiger Cat 51 and a half yard line. And the situation is remaining as it was just on this prior play. They are going to go for it. Burton lines up directly behind Clare, the offensive end. Now everybody moves. Give us to Beamer. It's a belly fake. The pitch to Lassiter. He's got the first down. He gets to the 43-yard line. Back on the play by Zuger. The telecast of this great cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. Ball is on the Hamilton Tiger Cat 43 and a half yard line. First down, BC in possession. The Lassiter complete. Tackled by Goldston. They'll credit him with a gain of three. as they'll spot the ball on the Tiger Cat 40. Mark the gain four yards. It'll be second and six. The Lions in possession on the Tiger Cat 40-yard line. We're playing in the third quarter. There's nine minutes, 52 seconds left. Hamilton 21, the BC Lions three. making the tackle. It's on the Hamilton 26-yard line, a 14-yard gain. It'll be interesting, uh, Brad and Frank, if Jerry James has a, a good afternoon. You remember in the second game of the Western Final, he had a most miserable evening when he dropped passes for what looked to be two touchdowns. This would be the good time to uh, make up for that. Uh, Zeno Cars, the outside linebacker, has moved up into, into a defensive end position now, and that's why this area over here is open. First down, strength goes left. It's a fullback draw to Beamer, and he gets to the 23. Kuntz was down there, and Sepatelli, and John Barrow. They credit Beamer with a gain of three on the play. It'll be second and seven from the Tiger Cat 23-yard line. And apparently Willie Fleming is out of the ball game. Second down. 
Intended for Claridge and just about snapped away by Sutherland. And Frank, if he had caught that one, he would have been gone. He would have been gone. There's no doubt about it. It was a real great play by Sutherland. Actually, I don't think he really thought he could intercept it. It was a flying leap just to get his hand in front of the ball, blocking it from the intended receiver. Friends, for a complete line of guaranteed tires and automotive accessories to make your car run better, see Mr. B.A. Third down, and the field goal kicking team has not come on. They're going for the big one. It's on the Tiger Cat 23, third and seven. Martin flanks left. Morris in the slot, number 18. Beamer is set back. Along with Lassiter, who now goes into motion. It's a high floater for James, and it's knocked down by Golson on a nice defensive play. And the Tiger Cats will take over the football from their own 23-yard line. Seven minutes, 57 seconds remaining. Let's have another look at that scoreboard. 21-3, Tiger Cats. By Bailey, number 38, defensive half on the right side. Steve Schaefer, Neil Beaumont, the safeties. Bill Muncy, defensively on the left side, halfback for the line. Baker picked off at the 26. He ran head-on into Don Visick, number 36. He picked up three yards. It'll be second and seven. Up to the Hamilton 26-yard line. Second and seven from the 26. Art Baker, Sophia, flanks right, Grant to the left. Complete to Grant at the 45, tackled by Fieldgate. It's a first down, Hamilton. Right on the west hash mark. An 18-yard gain. Seven minutes and four seconds remaining in the third quarter of this 1963 Grey Cup game. Tommy Grant was eighth among the league's past receivers this season. Easy to see why. He should have been a lot higher. Jim Pace, the ball carrier, and he is grabbed by Dick Fouts as he cut on the right side. Picked up about three or four yards. Mark it on the Tiger Cat 48-yard line where it'll be second down. Telecast's great cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. So they lost three or four yards. It'll be third and ten from the Tiger Cat 45. Joe Zuger is in the punt. Number 26, Steve Schaefer. Number 27, Neil Beaumont are back to receive the punt for the Lions. And they're on about their own 25. Zuger on his 32, sticks up to the 35. Gets a nice kick away. 
driving Beaumont back to his 18. A hard downfield tackle, or possibly somebody might have been injured when they made it a 48-yard punt. It looked like Krause, Bobby Krause, number 14, who made a fine tackle on Neil Beaumont. And the Tiger Cat trainers have gone over there, as you see. They stopped the clock, 5 minutes, 44 seconds in the third quarter. Frank, what's your summation of the game thus far? Well, it appears as if the Hamilton Club has sure come out this second half determined to uh, put that clincher on. Uh, to me right now, they seem to be the stronger ball club. Uh, that big, tough line of theirs is possibly gradually wearing down the BC Club, which is about 10 pounds per man lighter. And they're destined to uh, prove to the BC Club it looks as if, as if that uh, wind down east this year was uh, no fluke. On the other hand, this BC Club... Uh, you got to admire them because their their typical play a while ago when Bernie Floney was rushed as as uh, fierce as he was, uh, they're not quitting. They're going all out and doing everything everything they can to come back and still make this a real good contest. Bobby Cross, as you see, is all right. Willie Fleming uh, made an appearance back out onto the field, but he is wearing his uh, street clothes. He is out of uniform, so he's out for the ball game. First down, Lions from their 22-yard line. Cap looking. It's a floater intended for James. He's got it. And he's brought down by Goldston on the Tiger Cat 46-yard line. Gary James, 6'5", 235 pounds, a 42-yard gain on the play. Number 77, Gary James. Tiger-Cat 46, first down. Fire is the split end left. About 10 yards from Bill Frank, the left tackle. Hamilton are in a six-man line. Newman got the cap. And he had assistance there from Gossage, 63. Those big four boys on uh, that line of staring with Hamilton, they're really coming in. When you figure four defensive men have got to try and get through uh, six, maybe seven men blocking them, uh, they're, they're really showing a lot of desire, and they're doing an outstanding job of rushing camp. A loss of 12 yards on the play. The ball is back on the BC Lions, 52. The original line of scrimmage was on or about the Tiger Cat, 46. Second and 22 to go. Incomplete, intended for James. Canavino defending him. Number 19, Hamilton. Third down. Frank, what's the secret for the tremendous success and longevity of one Pete Newman? Well, this is, what, 13th year? Uh, I don't know, desire, uh, money maybe. <laughs> but uh, he's here showing that he's without any peers as a defensive end in Canadian football. Playing a top game today. The Lions are going to run it. They go into a quick kick formation as Morris tried to pull the defense in, which he did, and Southern has to go back. Fields it on the 15. 
And he finally decided to just sit down as Ronnie Dennis is thundering down on him. A 40-yard quick kick by Ronnie Morris. It'll be first down Tiger Cat from their 16, and they're preserving a lead of 18 points. The telecast of this Grey Cup game between the Lions and the Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. Hamilton out over the ball on the 16, their own 16. Grant flanks out right. Pays the ball carrier. He gets to the 24. Bissick and Schaefer all in on the stop, along with By Bailey. It'll be a gain on the play of uh, about seven and a half, eight yards. It'll be second and two and a half from the Tiger Cat 23. Those two guards, of Kelly and Sheraton for Hamilton Cat, uh, are really now starting to function as uh, good blocking backs. Sheraton um, made a trap play, and Kelly followed right behind him, leading the play up the field for a good eight-yard gain. It's up the middle. Stopped on about the 25 or 26-yard line. The ball carrier was Baker, and he did not pick up a first down. It'll be third in the yard. You can hardly call that a degree of affection that the fans here greet Mafia each time he returns to the bank. They haven't forgiven him for putting Canito to Willie Fleming early in the first half. Well, they say those Tiger Cats, they came to play, you know, and they're really showing it today. They're really hitting hard out there. The three-minute warning whistle is sounded. The clock actually reads two minutes and 45 seconds in this third quarter of play. Zilber will kick, and Steve Schaefer and Neil Beaumont are back to receive on their 48-yard line. Schaefer. A driving downfield tackle by Steve Hamill, number 15. This is about where Schaefer caught the ball. A 34-yard punt. They spot it on the Lions, 51 and a half. And bringing you this portion of Grey Cup is Mr. B.A.'s way of saying thanks for turning into his station. Two minutes, 27 seconds. We're in the third quarter of play. That's all that remains. The score, Hamilton 21, the B.C. Lions 3. Mac Burton wearing number 28, flanks off of your picture now, half 22. Intercepted by Southern. And Bill Lasseter finally got to him, but they'll mark it as being down on the Tiger Cat 43-yard line. Don Southern coming up with another interception. Let's take a look at the scoreboard. Fleming, we have a report here that Willie Fleming's in the hospital, but uh, I'm pretty sure that we saw Willie Fleming sitting across the road in his civilian court a few moments ago. Don Sutton led the Eastern Conference in pass interceptions of eight for a return of 95 yards. First down, Tiger Cats. Maloney keeping. Gets to the Lions 54 before he's dropped on the play by Don Visick, number 36. It's a first down. On the BC Lions 53-yard line. The Tiger Cats dominating play in the second and third quarters of this ballgame. You know, after three quarters, nearly three quarters of play now, 
the field is really standing up uh, excellently. And I think the people who did the work on it desire an awful lot of credit. Pays the ball carrier, and he gets to the 47, 48-yard line. Pinned by Paul Seal, down to 636. Making the tackle on him along with Tom Brown, number 69. The outstanding lineman in Canada for 1963. Pace picked up seven yards. There's a one-minute flag. The clock reads 52 seconds. This is the third quarter we're in. The ball is on the Lions, 47, second and three. Grant flanks right. Give us the pace again. He gets to the 45-yard line and no further. They bring it back. Number 64, Mike Martin bringing him down. Paul Seal, number 71, also hopping out on the stop. So it'll be third and one. From the 45. The boys sure wanted to go for that extra yard, then They looked over at uh, Coach Sazio, and he shook his head no. He said, get out there, punt return team. Let's don't uh, take a chance right now. Beaumont and Schaefer, number 27 is Beaumont. 26 Schaefer dropping back for the kick. On about their five and six yard line, and Zuger kicks from his own 53. He'll probably step up to midfield by the time his foot makes contact with the ball. A high one. Schaefer on the goal line, and he's dropped downfield by Steve Hamill, number 15. And that's the end of the third quarter of play. With the score, Hamilton 21, the BC Lions 3. The telecast of this Grey Cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple with casual clothing and footwear from Marks. As we get the fourth and final quarter underway, the Lions will scrimmage the ball from their own two-yard line following that kick and return by Schaefer. There's Willie Fleming with a light-colored parka on. He's wearing a hat. He's all right, but apparently they don't want to take any chances with him by putting him into this ball game. Mac Burton, the flanker on the left. Bill Lassiter has taken funding spot as the right half. Beamer, the ball carrier, breaks up to the 10-yard line. Canavino finally brought him down, and Johnny Henley, number 26. Canavino, number 19. Beamer picked up eight and a half yards on the play. It'll be second at about a yard and a half. The ball just over the 10-yard line, B.C. Hamilton's defensive core doing a very capable job out here this afternoon. Camp looking the situation over. Second and a yard and a half. He decides to keep. And he has picked it up to the 16. There's a marker on the play. Dino Cards made the original tackle. It's piling on against the Tiger Cats. That'll take it up close to the 30-yard line.
the 32, B.C. First down. 14 minutes remaining in this fourth and final quarter. The score is Hamilton 21, the Lions 3. Most of the field is now shadowed. Southeast corner's got a bit of sun on it yet. Burton is the flanker left. Incomplete. As Burton tried to come back, as Cap had a rush put on him, Mosca and Newman fired, particularly Cars, putting a rush on Cap. He tried to roll out of the pocket, but he was blocked and had to get rid of the pass. It went short. Burton came back to try to pick it up. Incomplete. Second down and 10. BC on their own 32 in possession. won a great cut back in 1957. It's intended for Morris, but it's too far. Third down. And in comes the kicking unit. There's Ronnie Morris, number 18. Picked up from Toronto and waivers. Mid-season. That is the only look as if that, that statistical out of the November the 30th is a good day for the Ticats. They played three previous day cups and one on each occasion on that same day. Tommy Grand and Don Southern are back on their 40 to receive the kick. It'll be uh, Neil Beaumont, Southern at the top, Grand at the bottom. Beaumont's on his 17. He gets a nice kick away. Grant on his 35-yard line. Lassiter got to him. Bill Lassiter tackled him on the 40. A 44-yard punt. Little or no return. The telecast of this great cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. 12 minutes, 43 seconds remaining in the fourth and final quarter. Maloney gets up to the 42-yard line on a keeper play around the left side. Ronnie Therrien, number 50 for the Lions, defensive, makes the stop. Mike Martin also in there. And we've got a pistol word now. Willie Kentner, Willie Fleming has a severe neck injury, but he was determined to see the rest of the game. He's going to be taken to the hospital at the completion of today's game. A gain of two yards by Maloney. It's up for the Tiger Cat 42. Second and eight. Complete the grand, and it's a first down. On the BC line, 54 by Bailey. Getting to Grant and pushing him out of bounds. Number 18, Tom Grant. He spot the ball on the line, 53. The passing offense of Hamilton today has sure been something to see also. They're running those pass patterns with real precision, even though the field might slow the uh, receivers down some, but passing's on the mark and the patterns are run well. But there goes in motion. The give is to Baker. He gets down to the BC Lions 43-yard line, very close to a first down on that run. Bailey, number 38, getting him out of bounds. 
It's close enough for a measure, and that's exactly what they're going to do. The Tiger Cats participated in uh, the Great Cup game, well, since 57. They defeated the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in 1957. They lost to the Bombers 58, 59, 61, and 62. Apparently, it's not a first down. While we're waiting for them to get the ball back on the field, how about a word from Bill Walker? Thank you very much, Brad. Sales of Ford of Canada 64 models are at an all-time high. Let me read to you these latest figures just received this morning. Latest figures show that since October 1st, Ford of Canada's passenger car sales are up 40.3%. Balance of industry up only 19.6%. And I think those figures speak for themselves. And now, back to Brad. Thanks, Bill. Filoni kept, and uh, he may have picked up the first down, trying to go right straight into the middle of the line. He just needed about six inches. Boucher, the referee, again calls for the yardsticks to come out. The tackle initially was made by Mike Kasich, number 67. Any portion of the ball. And it's a first down. The line of scrimmage is now the BC Lions 42 and a half. Six officials working the game, three from the east, three from the west. Nixa comes out over the ball. Tommy Grant flanks on the short side. Bethia on the right side. Pace and Baker are set back. Baker gets to the 39. Dick Fouts, number 70. Along with Patrick, 67 on the stop. Art Baker, number 25. Picked up about two and a half yards. Line of scrimmage now is just inside the Lions 39, 40-yard line. Ten minutes and 29 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter of play. Lonnie completing the VD, the 27-28 yard line, and I believe that is the first pass, Frank, that uh, Dave Vitti has caught in his ballgame. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, Brad, uh, Coach Strine uh, said something prior to the game. I think we're sort of now seeing it uh, develop. He said the Tiger Cats have the ability to wear an opponent down with hard blocking and tough tackling. And uh, I think that's starting to uh, be the story through the end of this fourth quarter. The Via flanks left, and Grant Wright is the first down from the Lions 27, again at 12 on that last play. And Dick Fouts and Mike Kasich team up. Kasich bringing Filoni down as he tried to get out of the pocket. His receivers, namely Vitti and Grant, were covered. The Thea on the left side. Filoni tried to run it out. He was cut from behind. They'll lose two yards on the play. So the line of scrimmage reverts up to the 29. Granny Henley is coming in. And Pace is leaving the ball game. And Meteor sales are soaring sky high. Because in popularity, Meteor makes it big for 64. Not Grant and Baker, rather Henry and Baker are set back. Grant flanks. Henley running downfield. 
Knocked down by Vesic on a nice play intended for Grant. Walt Balecki is in as a linebacker, replacing Paul Seal. Balecki wearing number 44. Seal, number 71, the regular right corner linebacker, has had a sore shoulder these past couple of weeks. He's had some painful bruises on it and was doubtful whether or not he played. Southern has come into the ball game. And there'll be a field goal attempt from the Lions 37 at a slight angle. 37 yards. Baloney will hold. And it's blocked by Tom Brown. It's a loose ball. Beatty's picked it up. Marker on the play, and there'll be a yardage call there. What happened, Brad? The play was partially blocked. It hit uh, one of the Hamilton players on the helmet. Bounced right up in the air, and then Dave Beatty caught the ball, and of course the the penalty result. The kick initially was blocked by Tom Brown. The loose ball was picked up by Vitti. There was no yardage was the infraction given by the official on the kick. So there's an automatic 15-yard penalty from the 20-yard line to the 35 where the BC Lions will take over the football. There's eight minutes, 53 seconds left in the ball game. Let's have another look at that scoreboard. The Hamilton Tiger Cats, 21. The BC Lions, 3. First down from their own 35. Burton flanks right. Morris to the left. Cap goes into a shotgun formation. The Gary James complete. Canavino tackled him. It's a first down and a gain of 16 yards. To the Lions, 51 and a half yard line. First down. The question is now, will it be enough time for the Lions to generate a sufficient offensive attack to get back into this ball game? They trail by 18 points. Lassiter flanks right, Burton to the left, cap in the shotgun again. Direct snap to Beamer. Runs into the 48-yard line of the Tiger Cats. It was Golston and Zeno Cars getting to him. They spotted on the Tiger Cats 48-yard line. Close enough for a first down to warrant possibly a measurement. And that's what's going to happen, Frank. Whenever a club goes into a shotgun formation, believe me, those defensive linemen, they really hate it because they know they've got some 10 and 12-yard sprints to try to get to that passer. And usually you'll see the passer has lots of time, and the defensive secondary will loosen up trying to cover the whole field because and also make uh, Joe Cap work for every uh, first down that he gives here for the end of the game. It's a first down for the Lions from the Tiger Cat 48. Direct snap to cap. Back side, pulling it down on the Tiger Cat 32. Tackled by Zuger. Another first down. Canavino backing up. A 15-yard gain on the play. That was one of those picture pass receptions, uh, Brad. Pat Claridge went up in the air about as far as he could reach and just grabbed the ball with his fingertips. A real beautiful pass. It's on the Tiger Cat 32-yard line. 
Pat Claridge, number 78, the right end. Gary Jane, 77, on the left side. It's Beamer again, sliding down to the 26-yard line. Bruger and Golston getting to Beamer. Beamer picked up on the play, six yards. Now they move it back to the game of about five. It'll be second and five. The ball is on the Tiger Cat 27, just about midway between the hash marks. Well, as I was facing up and down, you think he was on the losing end of the tour. He's almost worn a hole in front of that bench. Well, Stuart Ralph has been in about 13 great cup games, one way or another, as a coach and as a player. Half out of bounds on the 18-yard line. Forced out of there by Sepatelli and Canavino. The telecast of this great cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. An eight-yard game by Cap and a first down on the Tiger Cats' 18-yard line. The deepest penetration the Lions have made throughout the course of this ball game. Now they go back into a T formation. Double flankers left. It's a double reverse. Lassiter to Morris, who digs down to the 14. Cars. Making a stop. Now there's a bit of a harangue down there. Boys starting to mix it up just a little bit, uh, folks. And sort of to uh, confirm Strine's uh, remark about those Tiger Cats wearing you down physically, Ralph Sazio was quoted as saying that tough football is a Hamilton tradition. We we believe in playing the game hard. And believe me, they've sure shown us that today. A real outstanding, tough well-drilled, organized football team. Second and seven from the Tiger Cat 14-yard line. Intended for Burton and Henley got in the way of that. There's a marker in the end zone. Pick it up from Ray Boucher. Illegal interference offensively against the Lions. And the BC Lions will have to give up the football. And the Tiger Cats will take over. We'll see where they mark the ball. Joe Cats still out there talking with Ray Boucher. Cost has got to be the Howie Young of the CFL. <laughs> Norm Fieldgate, number 75, and Joe Cap 22 are the co captains of the team. Maybe when you're that big, you can afford to be, right? <laughs> and that's what happened. The Tiger Cats will take over the football on their own five-yard line. Offensive interference charged against the British Columbia Lions. There are five minutes and 23 seconds remaining in the ballgame. Now Dave Stein talking to Joe Cap as Polony looks the situation over. Thinking well, Filoni pushed out by Steve Saper after he ran about 30-odd yards himself, 31. Deep around Bill Muncy, a defensive half for the Lions. And Filoni is showing that experience, Frank, is a very valuable thing. Yes, sir, and I think you find you can't buy it. The telecast's great cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. 
Five-minute warning whistle is sounded. The clock reads five minutes and seven seconds. There it goes right now. It'll be a first down for the Tiger Cats on their own 37-yard line as Filoni just about made the longest individual gain of the ball game, 31 yards. First down. Willie Bethia tackled on the 42, the Hamlin 42 by By Bailey. Number 38 for a gain on the play of six. It'll be second and four on the Tiger Cat 42 and a half. You know those big offensive linemen for Hamilton, uh, even though they uh, weight from tackle to tackle about 240 pounds, uh, have shown that they have tremendous speed. They're really starting to get out there now on those end runs and make some real good blocks and stay in front of that ball. Here. Second and four. Grant is a long flanker on the short side, possibly a checkoff coming. Give us to Baker, and he is grabbed by Cassick. And Tom Brown was a marker on the play, and the indication was against the Tiger Cats. The first call. Ray Boucher, offside Hamilton. Declined by the Lions, third down. It leaves them with third and about three from their own 44-and-a-half-yard line. And the Tiger Cat kicking team comes in. Joe Zuger will do the punting, number nine. And dropping back for the Lions. To the right is Beaumont. And to the left, number 26, is Steve Schaefer. Zuger standing on his own 31. Another high towering kick coming to Schaefer on his 28. A tremendous driving downfield tackle in there by Joe Petrillo, number 65, and Steve Hamill also in there, a 36-yard kick. And the Lions will try it again from their 29. The telecast of this great cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. First down from their 29, the BC Lions, 3 minutes, 47 seconds remaining. Cap in the spread formation. Direct snap to Beamer. He gets to the 32-33. And the blocking of number 54, Tom Hinton. Is Angelo Moschino, number 68, making the tackle. Sepatelli in there as well. Frank? I might make a comment on a couple of plays before on that punt, uh, that Hamilton kick. This Bob Crowell, number 14, and Steve Hamill, number 15, have been doing an outstanding job today getting down on those punts. They've been getting down there first and... Usually, the, when they make contact, the ball receiver has been been uh, going to the ground. Very good. Second and about seven from their 32. Direct snap again. Complete to Burton. Tackled by Zuger on the Lions 52. The offensive ends have changed for the Lions again as Pat Pirate is getting a rest. And Greg Finley has come into the ball game. He wears number 79. A 20-yard pass and run completion to Mac Burton. Gives the Lions a first down on their own 53-yard line. Three minutes, five seconds remaining. We might remind you that the presentation of the great couple was made to the winning captain. And there'll be interviews from the dressing room 
of the winning team. It's to Beamer. Canavino moving up on him, and he gets to him. On a nice play, backed up by Bobby Coons. Also floating over with the play was Kenny Kilroy, number 50. Again on the play of seven, it'll be second and three from the Tiger Cat 51. Two minutes, 33 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. Joe Cat calling the play, number 22. Shotgun formation. Gossage got to Cap. He got away from him. Moskers after Cap. It's complete to Greg Finlay down on the 17-yard line. Ralph Goldson running down a 33-yard completion. Two minutes remaining in the ball game. The market on the Tiger Cap 19. Al Patterson rather check that if Pete Newman is going in and Kilroy is coming out. More Canadians are buying Meteor because in low price value, Meteor makes it big for 64. On the tie cap, 19. First down. Cap waving the traffic around. It's complete to Finlay on the five. Dolson defending on him, along with cars, 14 yards. And this is the first time in the ball game the Lions have been so deep in a Hamilton territory. First and goal from the five-yard line. A minute and 41 seconds remaining in the ball game. The score, Hamilton 21, the BC Lions 3. Bill Lasseter is the flanker right. Working to the left. Cap straight away in a direct snap. It's a floater for Burton, and he's got it. Touchdown. And he cut it right on the dead ball line, right at the end of the end zone. Don Sutherland was the man defending on it. Mac Burton, number 28. Early to 21-9, and the convert attempt is coming up. Well, they Peter Kemp, number 30. Doing the kicking, and Peter Oler, number 11, holding. It's good. So, with a minute and 16 seconds remaining in this great cup game, the score, Hamilton Tiger Cats, 21, British Columbia Lions, 10. You know, Brad, uh, playing in the uh, Three great cup uh, champion teams myself. Uh, I know how those Hamilton players feel right now. They're, they've got a minute to go. They've got the game sold up. Uh, they're looking at each other. They're smiling. And they're, I know, pleased with themselves. And right here they should be because they have played an outstanding game today, both offensively and defensively. Sidney Haller with a great cup. The commissioner of football. That was Tommy Grant running that ball back. He was the deep man along with Basia. 
checked that it was John Barrow, the ball carrier, on a short kick. And he ran it up to the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cat 52-yard line. We're at the first down, Tiger Cat. As the clock resumes running, and it's a minute and six seconds on the board. One-minute flag is up. One minute of play left. With Jim Pace. And he ran into one of his own men, Curitan, who was the pulling guard on the play. And he was dropped by Fieldgate, and Brown came over there and fouled all in on the stop. It'll be a loss of a yard on the play. Second and 11 from the Hamilton 51. presentation of the Great Cup will be made directly following the conclusion of the ball game. Grant Franks out left. Pace and Baker are set back. Now Bethia goes into motion. He gives us the pace. He's grabbed by Therrien after he picked up about three. It'll be third down and nine. Five seconds remaining in the ball game. The kicking team has come on. The clock has stopped with five seconds indicated. The one-minute flag is still up. Zuger will kick. Walmart and Schaefer back to receive it. It's a high one. The flag is down, and this is the last play of the game. Schaefer's got it. Dropped on the 21. The ball game is over, and the Hamilton Tiger Cats win the Great Cup. The final score, Hamilton 21, the British Columbia Lions 10. We'll be back with interviews and presentation ceremonies in just a moment. The telecast of this Great Cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. Well, the Hamilton Pie Cats have won the Great Cup for 1963, and down in that circle of people on the field, Bernie Poloni and John Farrell, John Barrow, the two co-captains of the Pie Cats, are accepting the memorable trophy from Mr. Sidney Halder, the commissioner of the Canadian Professional Football League. I don't think that there'll be any doubt that uh, Hamilton made their victory a convincing one. They were tremendous on their defense. They were first down the ball, as Frank mentioned a couple of times, their downfield tackling was tremendous. And, uh, Lots of excitement on the field. <laughs> Think it's sort of leaving Brad Keaton in charge of disturbances. That was Moscow, as you might have guessed, being greeted by a couple of Hamiltonians. And uh, Ambro is signaling, okay, come on down, which would be suicide, I would imagine, for anybody. But it's a, a hard fought game, and the Lions certainly weren't helped by the loss of Willie Clemens. And early in the game, Ron Morris, who has played an outstanding role in the success of the Lions in the West, he went on the list early and was lost to them for almost a quarter. But it was a fairly convincing victory for Hamilton and a hard-fought game. Thanks. Well, Stuart, I can't help but uh, completely agree with everything you said. The thing that impressed me most in the second half was the way Hamilton took complete charge of the game. They were leading 14-3 uh, to 3 going into the end of the uh, first half. They come out in the second half. They hit that long one to uh, Patterson. Uh, Maloney was getting excellent protection today. On the other hand, defensively, they were rushing camp as fierce, I guess, as we've seen all year. 
and of course, it only proves that uh, any quarterback is human if he's having to throw over a big, a bunch of big, charging, tough defensive linemen coming in. Uh, Hamilton's full marks for the game. DC, their first time in the game, possibly a few hitters hurt them some, but uh, I don't think that the first uh, Grey Cup game jitters would have made any real difference in the final outcome of today's real fine ballgame. So, Brad, that was a pretty good season for the Lions? Yes, uh, Stuart. As a matter of fact, it was one of the most successful seasons, or the most successful season in the Lions' history since they were into the league in 1954. The odd thing about all of this is the fact that uh, at the outset of Grey Cup week, the, uh, the odds and the differences of opinion on the thinking of who is going to win this ballgame seem to differ so vastly between East and West. In any event, we'll be back in just a moment. The telecast of this Grey Cup game between the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. Well, we're taking odds how long it's going to take the these particular inhabitants of Vancouver to take down the goalposts at the north end of Empire Stadium. Uh, one word, a credit to the organizers and the police of the event here today. It certainly bears no resemblance to what happened a couple of big cups ago that was staged in Vancouver at the conclusion of the game. It was comparatively mild. The Vancouver uh, folks are hanging and desperately on those uh, goalposts. <laughs> nice to be young, isn't it? Sure. We're waiting momentarily to hear from the dressing room where Johnny Esau and Anna Stukas are fighting their way through the crowd to interview and talk to some of the participants in the game. No doubt they'll be in the Hamilton room as well as the D.C. room. The police down on the uh, plywood track that was plywood was laid all around the track because of the recent rain are having their hands full with one or two isolated troublemakers, but on the whole they've got things under pretty well under control. Do you know anybody out there on those goalposts, team? No, I can't make anybody <laughs> in the mob. I really can't, but uh, it has been a tremendous season, uh, regardless of the fact that the, uh, the outcome of this ball game, all of you credit, of course, the Tiger Cats, but I, I'm just referring to the Lions, uh, Stuart, in that they had such a tremendous year. This is for local consumption, I think, more than the national. But I think people in the other, the rest of Canada can appreciate uh, the dismal record that the Lions have had for so many years and the fine season they had this year. And I think there are better, bigger and better things to look forward to. As far as Vancouver football fans are concerned, the Lions seem to have hit their stride and they'll be heard from for many years to come in one capacity or another. The Hamilton Tiger Cats had a tremendous football club. They've had a wonderful season. They have the top defensive club in the East. They've handled everybody with uh, relative ease. In the East, all things considered, and they showed their power out here this afternoon. And before this ball game even started, there were a lot of people who changed their thinking. For some strange reason, what, what it does, it allows people to change their thoughts. Perhaps it's just being at the site of the game itself. I don't know, but a lot of people said, gee, the Tiger Cats look pretty strong out there, don't they? And uh, they certainly did, and they certainly came through in fine style. They've been bridesmaids for so many years, and never a bride, and they... Had it come through today, it seemed to be their year of destiny for the Great Cup. The Lions have been touted and called the Cinderella football team in Western Canada this year, but it just wasn't their day-to-day. -day. The fact that Willie Fleming was out of the ball game, he's their main offense all the way down the line, and he was uh, rendered horse to combat early in the game, and is up for the second half entirely, had a lot to do with this football game. 
And we just got some information that would be a great assistance for those people out on the crossbar and the goalpost. We just found out that they are steel. <laughs> so we'll have you there come next day, come by. Still not pulling them down. Too bad we haven't got a PA system to tell them that they're wasting their energy on that thing. Well, considering all the energy that was wasted last night, what's a few more inches of energy or whatever, or however you measure energy, cubic whatever. I might make a comment on this great Hamlin display this afternoon, uh, Brad. You might remember that uh, they whipped uh, Ottawa 45 to nothing, I believe, in the first game. And I heard from all sorts of reports that the first half was the finest exhibition of football in many years, and they just carried on today. Well, we received word that they're ready down in the dressing room, so for some interesting chats with the boys in the dressing room, down to Johnny Esau and Anna Stupid. Hello again, everybody. Down here, we are ready to meet some of the victorious Hamilton Tiger Cat players and have the official presentation of the Grey Cup. Come on in, Commissioner Halver and President Egg Duncan of the uh, CFL. Let's bring in the captains here and uh, take this presentation, John and uh, Bernie. And we're just going to turn man. the mic over to you. Then we'll have uh, President Jake and the coaches come in. Mr. Commissioner? Boys, uh, President Eric Duggan and I are very pleased to present to you this historic trophy, the Grey Cup emblematic of the Football Championship of Canada. Congratulations for you. an excellent job. Yeah, you 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 right. Thank you Congratulations, man. Let's uh, let's tell the uh, country writer, everybody viewing, about how you feel about it, and uh, you did a great ball club, and you did it convincingly. John and Bernie? Uh, just about the only thing I can say is that it's been a long time coming, and sure it's wonderful to be here. Bernie? Well, my wishes are the same as John's, and I want to thank quite a few of the people back home in Hamilton that sent us telegrams and had a lot of confidence in us. It has been a long time coming, but we're still glad to get it. You did an excellent job. You, uh, the one thing about the Hamilton Tiger Cats, when they had to win the big ones, they came on and won them, and you knew you were in the big one today. That's right. Thank you for reliance on my dad. Uh, Johnny had a great football team. They played well, and they played real hard. And I think they're, uh, emblematic of a great football team, the best in the West. Congratulations to both of you. Let's, uh, we're going to meet some of the other players, and let's bring in the, uh, coach here, Big Ralph Savio. First year, the head coach. <laughs> Way to go, coach. Uh, uh, the obvious question is, how do you feel? That's, this is also an obvious answer. So did it go anywhere near like you thought it might do? Well, we expected uh, Vancouver to be tough. Uh, our offense was kind of slow getting started. And uh, finally, I had to take the boys to the sideline and uh, gave them a few <laughs> choice words. And uh, they came along. I think we were tight. This is the thing. The, the kids were, uh, I think they really wanted to win this one. And uh, they were, I could tell on the way down in the bus, you couldn't hear a word. And they were tight. And consequently, we missed a couple passes early, but then they got into the stride of thing and uh, did a marvelous job. I, I'm thrilled, John. Well, if it doesn't matter how many years you've been in it, when you come to that big one, you've got to have that knot right there, don't you? You sure do, and this is the thing that uh, I don't care whether you've been the pro 10 years. Al Patterson, I'm sure, was just as nervous as Joe Pacula, our youngest rookie. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, old Joe went down in a couple of those pits like he'd been around a long time, and you got, you got that kind of help from everybody. They sure, all the, everybody worked well, John. I couldn't ask for anything more. They've been wonderful all year long, and in uh, fact, uh, 
You, when you have a club like this and this kind of determination, it's easy to coach it. <laughs> Ralph, uh, did this go anywhere near, uh, you know, you, you have a game plan, you, you figure what the, the best shots that the Lions are going to give you, and then you start uh, finding out what they might do. Now, what happened in this ball game where you had to adjust? Without using this choice word, you told the boy. <laughs> no, actually, uh, we adjusted when Willie Fleming got out of there. We, we were emphasizing Willie throughout the game, and uh, our whole week's preparation was based around him, and uh, when he got hurt, unfortunately, for them, fortunately for us, uh, our concentration wasn't great. I, I said we had to score four or five touchdowns to stay. I thought uh, Vancouver yeah, yeah. would score a few more than they did. An outstanding job, Thank and uh, congratulations. Thanks, Let's bring in the, the big president here. Thank you. You've been in a lot of them and around a lot of them, but uh, this one, I suppose, uh, feels terrific. It sure does. Uh, John, Ralph and I have been together with a tiger cat for 14 years. It's nice to be together in a great win like this. And uh, looking back this year, if you contemplate a moment, you realize that every game we had to win this year, these guys went out and won it. Well, you had uh, a ball club that uh, was kind of juggled a little bit during the season, and I don't know how much credit has been given to top-level uh, uh, management of a club to suddenly find what you have to have when you need it most, and that's what you got. Oh, don't make any mistake about that, John. It isn't top management at all that, uh, that did what we accomplished this year. It was done by the coaches, it was done by these guys, particularly by the linemen. I have to get that plug in for the linemen. <laughs> um, players did it, the coaching staff. And the Tiger Cats. Et voilà, c'était le triomphe des Tiger Cats de Hamilton dans cette classique de la Coupe Brune pendant plus de Vancouver sur les lions de la Colombie-Britannique. Merci, Al Patterson. Thank you, John. Thank you, Pierre. <laughs> Let's just bring in for a moment uh, Herb Capozzi, the general manager of the British Columbia Lions. Herb, congratulations. It was a great season for you. Let's bring in President Flynn Delbridge over here and get a word from the uh, people who I think have done an outstanding job in British Columbia in getting to the uh, Grey Cup. Congratulations to you, sir, and uh, to you, Herb, for the, uh, the campaign that you conducted in 1963. I'm sure that all the fans would love to hear your remarks. Uh, now that you have tried and didn't make it, but I'm sure the day is going to come again. Herb? Well, you have to realize that we're pinch-hitting for the people who should be here, who's our head coach and the players, because they did the job for us. I think there's one important thing about today's game. I'd certainly like to congratulate the tremendous show of the Tiger Cats for their tremendous showing. Uh, there's certainly going to be a lot of talk about today's game and about Willie Fleming. The loss of Willie Fleming isn't what beat us. It's a great football team playing in a great game, and there should be nothing taken away from them for what they did today. And at the same time, I would like to express particular congratulations to a former teammate, Hal Patterson, who, having played in seven great cups, finally came up with a winner. We've only played in one and lost. We think that before we go seven more, we're going to win one. I'm sure you will, Harry. Very well said. President Dobridge. I would like to compliment Jake Goddard for the fine football team that he brought out west. And I would just like to tell him to keep that Grey Cup shined up because we are coming back next year to Toronto to try to take it away from us. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Herb. Let's bring the famous name in football, Bronco Nagurski, the little boy. You come along pretty good. How, how, how was it out there? Pretty rough up front. Well, let me say this. Uh, the BC Lions were a real fine ball club. And they, every time I had a block down, I think it was on 67, he gave me a shot in the head that rang my head. And uh, 
same way trying to block Dick Fouts. He's a great ball player, and uh, I think they're a real fine football club. And uh, but I think we were too, and we just wanted this game real bad. Tony, how many uh, how many how many Great Cup finals is this for you now? Well, I've been at the club five years. We've been in it four times. Uh, two times I've been injured, and I've been in played in the last two, and so we finally came out with a winner. I can't believe it. <laughs> Congratulations, good luck to you, and this is one reason why those Hamilton Tiger Cats. Oh, this stuff. I used to think I was a pretty big guy until I stood up beside some of you fellas. <laughs> but look here, we'll see it quite often. And here's it. Let's bring in one my size. Come on in, Danny Henley. Number 26. Well, how does that play work? That one where you sneak down the sidelines, come out of the trap door, and pop in behind everybody, the one that I threw the play that actually broke this ball game up then. Well, I really don't know if it broke this uh, game up or not, but actually, uh, uh, all it was was a drag-in pattern, and uh, I went around the outside from the rear-back assistant or in the backfield and cleared. Uh, well, this is, the, the play itself wouldn't be a mistake on the uh, BC Lions defense to sort of flood an area and uh, hope that nobody notices. Is this why you're picked, because you're a little bit on the trim side, then? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's, it's really easy to hide behind some of these big guys, but uh, uh, this could be. I don't know. Uh, Actually, Tommy Grant did all the work on that one. Uh, plus, Bernie throwing the ball. Uh, Tommy did a what we call a drag in or a down and in, into the field, and uh, I just went off of his tail. And uh, the defensive man actually had to go with him. You know the way you say it makes it sound awful easy, but uh, folks, believe me, it isn't as easy as he makes it sound. There's an awful lot of work out there. A little bit of speed. Congratulations to Danny Henry. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Come on in, Tommy Grant. You probably saw number 18 uh, picking off a lot of passes, the key factor in the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats uh, attack today. Tell me what I'd like to know, was this a deficiency in the BC line defense, or is this something that you people had noticed before that you worked on? Because you're pretty wide open there, quite well, often. I think BC plays a lot of zones, and uh, the short patterns work uh, a lot better on them than, than the long ones would, because they lay back and play uh, mostly a zone defense, so we, we tried to throw a lot of short ones on them. In other words, they're sort of giving you the <laughs> short, short passes. and try to keep the big one off the end. The yeah. idea is you're not going to be greedy. You're mm -hmm. just take we'll take it if they'll get it to us. Now, what, what about that uh, that pass to that long one to help Patterson? What was your job on that one, Tony? Well, actually, that was mostly involved, I think, Hal and, and Dave Zidi on that one. And uh, actually, I went down and just tried to keep my man out of uh, Patterson's zone where he was running the pattern. And Zidi uh, and, and uh, Patterson were mostly the two-man pattern between them two. And he got and keeping your man occupied, do you whistle or holler at him and say, look, I'm wide open? No, I, I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, uh, Tommy Grant. Thank you, Stu. And again, my congratulations, Tommy. You know, in case you Hamilton fans weren't worried, there was somebody here from Hamilton that was worried today. Let's bring in Joe Rustic, the assistant coach. Congratulations, Joe, on a wonderful job. Now, when I, when I say Hamilton was worried, it's because his phones went out for five minutes during the game. Tell us about that, Joe. Johnny, I got up in the booth, and I almost panicked for the first time this year. I picked up the phone, I couldn't hear Kelly. <laughs> and that's the only asset I have, talking on the phone, so... They checked it out, and finally it worked after that first five minutes, and I felt up better. Well, maybe you couldn't hear Kelly, but you didn't have to have a phone for him to hear you. Well, I, I was, was really going to push out that window <laughs> to yell down. <laughs> Joe, this, this is the kind of a game where probably a man like yourself up in the booth, whose big job is to spot weaknesses. I obviously, at least I noticed that you made a couple of changes, but obviously you were picking two or three holes there. How about just 
telling the fans out there who might be sitting and wondering about this, about one or two of them. Well, sometimes you uh, see certain things up there that you have to take advantage of immediately in the ball game. And uh, to give you one example, we were running Tommy down and dragging him in, and he was open the first part of the ball game, and finally they started to hang that second man to pick him up. And that meant the deep area was open, and that's when Hal Patterson broke loose later in the ball game, and we came out the second half. Did they, did they catch you by surprise in any particular department, Joe, that you weren't prepared for? No, uh, they didn't. They did one thing that we didn't expect. They put uh, uh, number 36 right in the middle behind Brown, and they tried to put him on our near back and send him with a flow, but uh, uh, that's the only thing they did. That we Joe, didn't. congratulations to you. Thank Lots you of luck much. next year. And uh, for Stuart and myself downstairs, let's go on back upstairs now and hear a final word from the gang. Well, gentlemen, it's been another fine season. We'd like to thank Bob Whitman, or Don Whitman and Bob Moore of the CBC. That is all the time we have got. It has been nice being with you, and the telecast of the Great Cup games in the D.C. Lions and the Harlem Tiger Cats is coming to you from Vancouver. <laughs>